serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world. This is the Show Me Sports Network. The following is an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and is a high-fidelity, all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited. It's time for Hallsville Indians football on the Show Me Sports Network. This is the Hallsville Indians pregame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. We'll recap last game's highlights, set the stage for kickoff, and even get the thoughts of the head coach during the pregame show. All while we get set to bring you the exciting play-by-play action of your Hallsville Indians. The biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air as the Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are ready in the broadcast booth. Exclusive pregame coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, and Zealous WBGT. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. Now let's go live to the field of the Show Me Sports Network broadcast booth. Hallsville, Missouri is the site for tonight's matchup. We've got some high school football this evening. Hallsville and Palmyra, as ladies and gentlemen, football season is upon us, and we are ready to go for a what should be a good high school matchup kicking off in just about 25 or 30 minutes. Welcome in, everyone. Hope you are having a great Friday night, and thanks so much for spending it with us here on the Show Me Sports Network. I'm Ben Schmidt, and joining me in just a few minutes will be Justin Kraft. And we are very excited to not only bring you tonight's pregame show, but coverage of Hallsville, Hallsville football. I want to thank you once again, everyone, for tuning in with us on the Show Me Sports Network. Hope you stay with us all season long because this is the home of exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football. We will have every game home or away for you all season long, and it should be a fun season ahead for a team that is coming off a fantastic season in Hallsville where they went 10-0 and last season and were Tri-County Conference champions, had a prolific offense with over 4,800 yards over 11 games and 44 rushing touchdowns. That equates to over 304 rushing yards a game. Man, were they good on offense. But it's going to be moving into a new era for the Hallsville Indians this season as Colton Nichols, the junior quarterback, 5'10", 180 pounds, will be taking the reins for this offense that we will see here in just about 30 minutes. We talked to head coach Justin Conyers a little bit about that. You'll hear from him here in just a few minutes. But very excited to see what kind of Hallsville team we get. Is it like the one that went 10-0 and and dominated all of last season? Or is it is going to be a new era for this offense we'll have to wait and see Paul Meyer their opponent this evening a team that has given Hallsville some trouble in the past two seasons ago in the 2020 COVID year Paul Meyer actually beat Hallsville twice in one season and then last season Hallsville came back and did get the win early on in the season beat them 28 to 7 we'll see if Hallsville can make it two games in a row with a win here tonight and getting off to 1-0 and a little bit about Paul Meyer they went 4-6 and six last season they are coached by Kevin Miles he's been at the school for 11 seasons 
And last year, they were also a very prolific running offense. 300 yards per game on the ground and just a tick under 27 points per game. And this will be the sixth year that Palmyra is running this style of offense. So two teams this evening that can really ground and pound. We're going to talk a little bit more about this matchup in just a few minutes. But first, we've got a head coach interview. Hallsville head football coach Justin Conyers, one of the best coaches in the area, joining us on the pregame show. Don't want to go anywhere because we asked him some very good stuff. We're going to take a quick break, then we'll be right back to that on the Show Me Sports Network. Don't go anywhere. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Cartier can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcartee.avonrepresentative.com. Welcome on head football coach Justin Conyers to the Show Me Sports Network pregame show. Coach, thank you so much for joining us and uh, uh, taking the time to talk to us before Friday's first game of the season. Hey, I appreciate you guys covering us and uh, appreciate you guys having me on uh, for this Friday night kickoff. So obviously you guys have done a ton of work before this first game even takes place. Just surface level, are you able to kind of describe a little bit of the process that the players are going to going through throughout the summer? leading up to this point? Yeah, you know, first off, uh, you know, we had a lot to uh, replace some key positions from last year with uh, Tiger Cobb graduating and A.J. Austin and, and Trenton Hobbs even offensively. So we knew that we were going to have to get back to the basics this summer. And, you know, with the state of Missouri, the way it works for us, you know, we get 20 contact days throughout the course of the summer that we're able to use for practice times uh, that doesn't involve our lifting. So, you know, we really hit the ground running in the in june as soon as we get out of school we have a four-day team camp that is really just us you know us versus us installing offense defense special teams um you know then we spend the rest of the summer going through scrimmages and seven on sevens and holding our own practices within you know our school on mondays and wednesday nights and so we get a lot of work in uh, throughout the course of the summer uh, you know the way like i said the way our 20 contact days work so throughout those practices um, are you guys focusing on specific things that you want to do to have success or is it just kind of um, building the chemistry and the team as a whole? Really generalized, you know, it's just really we're going over the, the basics. It's, it gets back to, you know, the thing I talk about with us in our, our, our program, our team all the time is assignment alignment technique on both sides of the football. You know, it's becoming the best at our scheme and how we're going to run our plays. Uh, when you look at the offensive side, it's, um, you know, how are we going to attack a 3-4 defense? How will we attack a 3-3 stack? How will we attack a 4-2-5, 4-3 defense? Um, so really conceptualizing with our kids so that they can understand, you know, the hows and the whys behind what we do offensively. And it's the teaching moments and being able to really slow it down throughout the course of the summer and educate our kids. And then, you know, over on the defensive side, you know, getting them in our base, our base run fits, our pace, our base back end coverages, you know, just so our kids understand where they're supposed to be on the football field and, and why they're supposed to be there. Your team took part in the Jamboree in Moberly last Friday, and it seemed all around that spirits were pretty high. Were there any takeaways from that evening? Yeah, you know, Jamborees are always tough uh, in my book because, you know, you, you kind of have to decide as a coach, do you want to show them everything uh, and make them have to for everything or you just want to show them a few things and stay basic that way you have a, a few wrinkles in your back pocket so to speak that the, 
the opposing team hasn't seen yet. So especially in a week one game where you could kind of dial up some formations and stuff and, and some personnel packages that might put them in a bind, you know, from what you've seen in previous years. So um, I thought we came out and we stuck to really basically what we do offensively. It was pretty basic. Uh, and the takeaways that I got was offensively, uh, I thought we really we, we figured out who our quarterback was in Colton Nichols. I thought he did a heck of a job running the football for us. And I thought our wide receivers did a really good job catching the ball and blocking on the perimeter. And really the strength of our football team right now is our upfront player, our offensive line. And I, I think that was the dominant piece on Friday night as well, and you could really tell. And then defensively, you know, I thought we did a really good job versus Chillicothe, you know, especially seeing something that we don't see a whole lot, and that, that T-style formation of an offense and having to defend that. Um, you know, I thought we did a really good job tackling. And then there were some things, obviously, that I thought run fit-wise that we really needed to work on. And our back end still needs some improvement. So you kind of hit on this a little bit with the strength of your guys, especially on offense, being up front with the returning offensive linemen and, and some really good offensive linemen. But you are still, like you mentioned, going through the transition from Tiger to Colton, a quarterback. Um, but in, as a whole, you're returning eight offensive starters. That has to make you feel pretty good in general, even though one of the most important positions is a new player. You still have to feel pretty good now. Yeah, no, you know, it gives you the confidence level. You know, the big piece is, is that quarterback spot because he's the one running the show out there. And so, you know, I feel like our guys continue to gain confidence, so to speak, uh, just based off his confidence level increasing throughout the course of the summer. I really saw Colton come on whenever we went up to Quincy team camp. Uh, you know, him and I spent some time the Wednesday prior to that camp and and really just just talking and walking through everything, I saw the light bulb just really click and turn on for him. And at that point, it was like, okay, he's starting to figure it out a little bit. And I, like I said, I think our guys and our returners are starting to play more confidently because now they have that trust that he really knows what he's doing and he knows how to get them the football. No, that's that's really, really cool to hear. And I mean, as well, I think the, having the offensive lineman up front and, and knowing Colt, knowing that he's going to have at least pretty good protection. I, I'm sure it maybe maybe you've seen this or maybe you haven't seen it. it has to probably give his, him some confidence that he's going to be able to stand there in the pocket and deliver the football. Yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing I keep trying to get him to go to is uh, when he sits back there for a while and we've done a great job protecting for, you know, I mean, four seconds is an eternity back there as a quarterback with the football. Hey, it's time to go, you know, and he's got to use those legs and, and really just take off. And I think as the as he gets these game reps and he starts to get a feel for how defenses are trying to attack us, I think he'll start to see those alleys throughout the course of games and throughout the course of the year. So when things aren't there, he doesn't feel the pressure to have to make a, an ill-advised throw. You know? And so that's the point right now. That's the coaching point I'm really being hard on him about is stop trying to force the ball when we don't need to be an athlete and let's go. And you hit the nail on the head. You know, our offensive line is giving a ton of protection and a lot of time to sit back there and throw. So sometimes I think you can almost overthink it and go through too much of a progression uh, and, and try to force the football real late, um, you know, because you might have seen something on one side that took your eyes away to come back to the backside. And by then, hey, you ain't got enough time, you know. So let's just take off and let's go and let's use that speed that he has. I know you just touched base on how you've seen, you know, in Colton, how much of a leader has been to your team in progression over practice and everything coming into this season. Who has really stepped up like with Colton as a leader on your team that just brings that leadership quality and positive attitude to just be like a voice for you guys this year? You know, I think it does start up front. You know, the big thing for us is um, 
you know, I, I think leadership comes in a lot of different ways. Uh, I think you got your vocal guys, and then I think you have your lead by example guys. Uh, and, and I've always said you need both. You need guys that'll that'll kind of you know hold you accountable by their words, and then you need the guys that'll show you the way. And one guy that I'm really proud of that has really come along. He's always been a tremendous football player, but his leadership skills have not always been the best. Is DJ Larkin, uh, left tackle force and defensive end, and I've been very proud of his leadership that he's had within our program this whole entire summer and just really his positivity, his the way he's been engaged, the questions he's been asking on both sides of the football uh, shows me that he's dialed in and he's ready to have a great senior year, you know, and, and this is a guy we're talking about last year, you know, ended up being the defensive player, you know, in, in our tri-county conference, you know, defensive player of the year. Uh, but still, I, I to be honest with you, I wasn't really sold on the the leadership quotationally, so to speak, but man, have I seen it change this year. And that really makes me proud as a coach because, you know, you start to see that maturation process really take effect and, and him uh, and guys follow, you know, I mean, he's a guy that, Hey, he goes out and he plays on Friday nights, you know? And, and so when you can go out there and your actions take care of it, now your words really mean that much more. So now kind of, you just talked about, about the leadership style and the mentality of some of your players. Would you be able to pivot a little bit to kind of your mentality that you're trying to, to put on them? Because obviously it's working since you've had so so much success, so much success at the Hallsville program. Um, you know, it's culture. That's what it's all about. And to be honest with you, uh, I'm going through. I'm working on my master's right now, and I kind of I, I used to be involved in it. It's um, not not at the, at the course level or whatever. I was at uh, in Columbia Public Schools, but with Positive Coaching Institute for the University of Missouri. And I tell you what, it's really taken, really given me a chance to step back and evaluate how I how I've coached, how what type of leader I've been, um, and so now you know I see myself being more of a servant leader and really trying to be here to really to service our kids, so to speak, and to be able to to give them all my knowledge that I've had and really dig deep and find those examples from your past and how I can relate my experiences to how these kids are are playing and what they're experiencing right now and to be honest with you this this coursework that i've been doing has been extremely valuable and really enlightening for me uh and i really think that it's benefited me and in my approach i seem uh, really much calmer <laughs> at points i still get excited don't get me wrong i'm fired up and i always told myself that minute that that those butterflies go away on friday nights and i, I don't feel a little bit of that nerves that this game's probably not for me anymore. And I still get it every single time we step in between those white lines because I'm passionate about what I do. And and I want those kids to see and feel that passion. You know, and so that's the approach I take. You know, hey, I, I think that I've really kind of stepped back from having to be at the forefront all of the time and trying to really delegate more and allow guys to step into some more leadership roles. Awesome. So, you know, you got a big game coming up, you know, to open up the season and everything. Can you tell us a little bit about your opponent in the Palmyra Panthers? You know, a team that you guys played really well against week one of last season, beating them 28 to 7. What are your, what are your thoughts, Coach? Well, you know, the crazy thing is this is the first time Palmyra's game with us. We played them three times in really about the past 18 months. Uh, the COVID year in 2020, uh, we went there, we picked them up in week three because uh, one of our games was dropped, and then we ended up playing them again in the quarterfinals. And I would tell you, in that week three, we ran into a buzzsaw. They were up and rolling. They were, I mean, they were really good, man. And, and they kicked our tails. And then we, we played a much better in the quarterfinal game. Um, and then we went back and we played them last year. And I think our guys still felt a little nervous, you know, from the, 
the previous years, two losses from them. And so you could see us really get off to a slow start. But uh, I thought we, we, you know, I went back and we even watched that film time and time again as a staff and watched it with our kids. And it just wasn't really our identity of who we were. So uh, I think we got a much better sense of who we are right now. And what I've seen out of Palmyra is, you know, they're, they're kind of in a, in a phase where they're starting to transition a little bit. You know, they're starting to get back to a little more split back here offensively. Um, I do think we'll see a little bit of it on tonight. And uh, and so we've had to prepare for that. That proposes some problems. Defensively, they've always done a great job of jumping out of, in and out of, you know, a four-two-five-four-three, and then they get into a, a different 50 front that they give us. And so there's multiple fronts that we have to prepare for offensively. They do a great job. I mean, last year, they blitzed us almost every single down. They literally said, here you go. We're going to put seven and eight guys in the box, and you're going to have to throw the football to beat us. You're not your run game. The Tiger and, and, and Fowler is not going to, going to happen tonight. And so I think we have a, a plan for that this, this Friday night and our approach and how we have prepared this week of practice to, to hopefully uh, you know, be able to, to get enough guys in the box to block for our run game. And yeah, even though it is a tough team, and but as you mentioned at the start, you're getting to face them at home this time, and in front of a, a very supportive and dedicated crowd. I'm sure getting to open the season has to be not only be pumping you up, but pumping your players up as well. Tell us a little bit about that sort of feeling heading into heading into this week one game. Oh, we're excited, man! Especially to open up at home. It's been a while since we've had a home opener, and um, you know, last Friday night going up to Mobley and just the smell of the barbecue in the air. And, that Friday night feel, and you could just really start to feel the buzz. Just the, just kind of the sense of urgency that comes on on Friday night gets here. Uh, we've had a great week of practice this week. Uh, the weather's been awesome, and our kids are really jacked up and ready to play. I mean, we're going to have a huge crowd on Friday night. I know Palmyra travel pretty well, too. We're not that far apart, and uh, we're really excited about this opportunity to, you know, to really get this season kicked off. And, you know, our, our kids need game reps at this point. We've had a great summer. And it's time to get out here on Friday night and see what our guys can do. I do want to ask one thing as well, because we've talked so much, um, it feels like, about the offense and especially the eight returning starters. On defense, I believe it's five five returning starters. Um, has there been kind of an emphasis? And you mentioned how they need game reps, and that's obviously the most important thing. But has there been a little bit of emphasis on with, with a little bit of uh, uh, new newness on defense to try and get that in, in a good position? Yeah, most definitely. You know, we've really had to shake some things up, and uh, uh, we've had to make some moves. You know, we had to sit down even even after the start of fall camp, and we got into you know a couple practices. And I I, I challenged our staff after uh, you know we always debrief every day after practice, and I you know I challenged them. I said, "Are our best eleven guys on the football right now?" And the answer was no. And so we had to to put the best eleven on the board, and as far as where we felt defensively, and I always talk about defense being a puzzle, and where do those those best 11 pieces fit so that our puzzle is complete and fits together. And I think that happened for us about, about a week and a half ago, and we've got some guys in some spots, and it's made our defense a little more solid. So, you know, with our numbers the way they are, we're going to have a ton of people playing both ways. It's just the way it works. And so it's really being able to, to make sure that those guys, those rotational guys, are coached up and ready to play just as well as those number ones are because, you know, those motions are going to be high. There's going to be a lot of adrenaline. And those bodies are going to fatigue very quickly in this first game. So there's going to be a lot of guys that have not gotten a ton of reps on Friday nights that are going to be in playing football for us. All right, Coach. Well, before we let you go, is there anything else that you wanted to say or add or uh, or just ready for Friday? 
Now, you know, I just want to give a huge shout out to uh, all of our community, to, to all of our coverage that's that happens for us. You guys, thank you guys very much for doing this. And, you know, um, our H-Town community does a great job. You guys are going to be able to see this, uh, you know, firsthand tonight and, and, and really see how special this community is and how they get behind us on Friday night. So thank you guys for everything. Awesome. Well, thanks again for head coach Justin Connors for joining us here on the Show Me Sports Network pregame show. And we'll be back in just a moment getting ready for kickoff. players have just taken the field and let me tell you what ladies and gentlemen it was absolutely electric here at the stadium ben schmidt and now joined by justin Kraft here in person to bring you coverage of hallsville versus palmyra and to bring you in justin i think you would agree with me that was pretty cool when the players ran on the field i mean it's it's a pretty packed crowd here right in front of us and they're ready for some football oh yeah for sure especially coming into uh sandman they look engaged and ready and especially with the fans on tap here today for Hallsville. Man, we got a sold out crowd and man are we ready to kick off the season here at Hallsville. FNF is about to get underway for the first game All right. of the season. We'll be back in just a moment on the Show Me Sports Network. You've been listening to the Hallsville Indians pregame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. The excitement is building in the stands and the tension is rising on the sideline as kickoff is just around the corner. Exclusive pregame coverage of Hallsville Indians football has been brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC. Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Last Sentinel Firearms. Retrieving Freedom. Sawdust Studios. And Zealous WBGT. The biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri continues as we'll be back with kickoff right after these messages. This has been the Hallsville Indians pregame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. It's time for Hallsville Indians football on the Show Me Sports Network. This is Hallsville Indians football on the exclusive home for the Indians radio network, the Show Me Sports Network. Exclusive play-by-play coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by... Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, and Zealous WBGT. The biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air as the Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are ready in the broadcast booth for kickoff. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. Now let's go live to the field of the Show Me Sports Network broadcast booth. Now it's just about time for football between Hallsville 
and Paul Myra, Ben Schmidt, Justin Kraft. So excited to bring you tonight's action here on the Show Me Sports Network, the exclusive home of Hallsville Indians football. Hope you'll stick with us all season long because we will have each and every Hallsville football game. We had to go a little bit of an abrupt ending there to the pregame show. Still figuring out the timing here at the stadium. Wanted to be respectful of the national anthem, so that's why we had a little bit of an abrupt closing. But now we're here ready to go, ready for some football, and Justin and I, as Palmyra football team just entered the field here in Hallsville, ready to break this one down. And Justin, I mean, when we interviewed Coach Conyers during the week, even though they beat this team last time last year pretty handily 28-7, to because of the way Palmyra played them two years ago during the COVID year, beating them twice, it seemed like the program put a whole lot of emphasis on making sure they were prepared for this game because it's a play style that if Palmyra is on top of their game, they can really run all over teams, including Hallsville. Oh, yeah, for sure, especially with their offensive line. Mainly all, you know, sophomores and juniors, so they have experience being on this varsity team of Palmyra. And really, like Coach Connors was saying, you know, he got to have an open mindset. You know, Palmyra is a team, if they don't find a way to, you know, lock them down defensively, they're going to have trouble all game. And I don't think that's what they want to do here tonight in front of their home fans, sold-out crowd here in Hallsville. We're just about four or so minutes from kickoff. Both teams starting quarterbacks are out just in front of the field doing some warm-up passes. Let's talk about the quarterback for Hallsville because it is a transition going from a prolific rushing offense last year led by a true threat on the ground at quarterback Tiger Cobb. He graduates, and now it's time for Colt Nichols. And that's also something we talked a little about, especially I think it's going to make it easier on Colt Nichols that he has such good offensive line production in front of him. And I think we see a good week one here for the junior quarterback. No, I totally agree, Ben. I think Colton Nichols, you know, like kids say in our generation nowadays, instead of dropping dimes, he's going to be dropping nickels. And I feel like with the offensive line being as stout as it is, senior front heavy, I think they're going to do a great job protecting him, keeping him upright, and giving him time to have success. And Hallsville fans should be in for a treat if Colton Nichols, you know, performs. Once again, just a few minutes away from kickoff here, Hallsville and Palmyra. Hallsville coming off a Tri-County Conference Championship. They went undefeated in the regular season, had the uh, kind of underwhelming playoffs. They lost to Bowling Green 40-32 to in districts, uh, but now are back ready to, to uh, get some revenge here this season. All starts with Paul Meyer. If you hear the cheering in the background, that is because the captains are taking the field. It looks like for Halls with a four that will be walking out. Number 70, Jaden Walters. We've got number 69, DJ Larkin. Um, the other two that are out there for Hallsville, number 31, La La Landon, pardon me, Landon Sievers, and number 41, Harrison Fowler. So those are the four that are going out for the coin toss. I have to say I'm a big fan of number 31, Landon Sievers. He's got the bright green gloves on. Add a little pop to the wide receivers game. And it was just about ready to go here. A couple of notes we did want to get to. You and I, Justin, were at the Jamboree and Mobley last week. And although you don't want to take a ton away from it, um, a couple notes that you and I both kind of agreed on. Number one, the offensive line for Hallsville looked very big and physical, especially when we watched them take on Bo Boonville. And then another thing, starting running back Abe Elfanish, he was playing incredibly physical on those couple of drives, scored a touchdown on their second drive. I think this junior running back is in store for some success this season. Yeah, I totally agree, especially with the stout offensive line that Hallsville has. I feel like he's going to be able to maneuver in between the offensive line and get through you know, Palmyra's defense. And we'll see if he can do just that. So once again, coin toss being had at the field here. Both the referees 
are getting the players set, setting them on both sides for captains for each. And it looks like we're about ready for the coin toss. And it looks like Hallsville is going to receive the kick. So we'll get to see Colt Nichols on that offense to start. Should be exciting, especially if they could jump out to a lead early. Let's go over a couple keys to the game for this one for Hallsville. And I really think you could say this for either side, but for Hallsville specifically, I think it's got to be get out to an early lead because when you're playing um, two teams that like to pound the rock, especially with Paul Myro, who's been in the system for about five or six years, head coach Kevin Miles said this is their sixth year of running that uh, ground and pound system. If Palmyra jumps out to a lead, they can burn a whole lot of clock. So I think Hallsville has got to jump out to their lead, and then they can be the ones on the ground, whether it's with Nichols or Elfanish, and then they can burn the clock. I think if Hallsville is having to play from behind, it's going to be real tough. Yeah, I agree, Ben. What we saw from the Jamboree, you know, last week, we really saw, you know, the defense for Hallsville. It looked like they were kind of on their heels. But, you know, it was the Jamboree. They really didn't show much, but they can't be on their heels here today against Palmyra if they want to have success, and they got to get to the quarterback and let this crowd relish off their success. And crowd is getting into it because the kickoff teams have taken the field. It has just hit 7 o'clock here at the stadium. And here we go, Hallsville and Palmyra. Ben Schmidt and Justin Kraft bringing it to you tonight. Hopefully a whole lot of fun. And back deep, it looks like to receive the kick for Hallsville will be number 8, Kale Nichols, the senior wide receiver. And he stands just about the 15-yard line ready to bring in this Palmyra kick. Can Hallsville go undefeated once again in the regular season? It's about time to find out. Number two for the Palmyra, Lathan Sutter, is going to kick it off. And you hear the clapping in the background because it's time for Hallsville football. Both teams are set. The student section especially into it here for Hallsville. Once again, the kicker for Palmyra, number two, Lathan Sutter. He is set, raises that right arm, and booms it away. We are underway at Hallsville for some Friday night football. It's a short kick. It's picked up at the 30, and they say number 18, Aiden Skodrowski, was down right at the spot, and Hallsville will now take the field on offense, so no return, and it looks like they're going to start at just about the 24-yard line. What are you looking for Hallsville on offense here in this first series? Yeah, we'll see what Colt Nichols can do. Like we were just talking about, he's got some big shoes to fill, especially with Tiger Cobb graduating last year. He's just got to play smart, take care of the football, don't try and do too much, and just have fun out there. You know, you got to have fun at times, even when things are competitive, especially a week one game like this against Palmyra. You want to get off to a good start especially in the wind column. So Hallsville will start at their own 24-yard line. Nichols is in the shotgun. He's got Alphanish to his right. He takes snap. It's going to be a give. Nope, fake. Cole Nichols got it. He goes right up the gut. He makes a stiff arm at the 30, and he's up to the 35. That's an 11-yard gain and a first down for Hallsville on the first play of the season. Nichols showing his offensive rushing ability, and that was a nice move there for the stiff arm to move the chains. Yeah, great move by Nichols right there. Turning it up, saw it, took it, and he got the first down. So he's all the way up to the 36-yard line. It was a gain of 12 on the play. Now Elfinish is behind Nichols. He's once again in the gun, and he'll give to the running back. He goes right up the gut, and it's hit immediately and brought down. That'll be about a gain of a yard or two. So much less on the rushing edge there compared to the first play where the quarterback Nichols kept it and went right up the middle. Looks like they're going to pick up just one yard on the play. Nope, actually, I think they picked up two yards. So that'll be second and eight at wide receiver on the field. It looks like we're going to have uh, number 5, Isaac Stinson, number 10, Aiden Lampkins, number 31, Landon Seavers. Looks like Seavers 
And Lampkins are on the right side of the field with Stinson alone on the left. Fenish is going to fake the handoff, and Nichols has got it. He goes up the gut, and he runs over number 12 for Palmyra and gets the first down. He said get out of the way and puts Aaron Ritchie on the deck and gives Hallsville another first down on the ground. He for sure did. Great job right there by Nichols again with the quarterback read. Went right up the middle, used his legs, kept turning it upfield, got the first down. What a start here for Hallsville. Back-to-back first downs. So first down and 10 now all the way up to the 48-yard line. Hallsville's got 24 yards so far and a first down as there was a quick timeout to replace the ball. But now we're ready to go. Looks like we've got three wide receivers in the tight end. Xavier Stinson out there for Hallsville. Nichols has given the signals to an offensive line. He'll go in the pistol formation here. And Nichols has got it. He's going to drop back and throw. This could be the first pass attempt of the day. Nichols is going to step up and then fire. He's got a first down down to the 37-yard line. And spinning down on the first completion of the day will be number 10, Aiden Lampkins. And now, now Nichols is one for one, and the Hallsville offense is cooking early. Yeah, great catch by Aiden Lampkins right there. And what we were just saying, the senior stout offensive line. Nichols got all kinds of time, and he delivered. Yeah, like you said, Nichols was able to step way up in the pocket and deliver a dart to Lampkins, who then spun down inside the 40-yard line. So another first down, once again, out of the pistol. Looks like Nichols is going to run the option. He'll pitch it to Elfinish, who's got it in space, but he's hit pretty early. Not great blocking there. It was the safety Aaron Rich who came up to make the tackle, and we're just going to have a gain, a modest gain of one there on first down. Hallsville has been moving the ball with ease. Really only two plays that have gone for less than 10 yards. And so now on second and nine, and we'll see what Hallsville can do. Actually rule that no gain on the play, so it'll be second and ten. Hallsville now before the play is moving. Guys around, Seavers and Lampkins are on the right side as the two wide receivers joined by the tight end Xavier Stinson. And then Isaac Stinson is on the left on an island. They've got one-on-one -on -one coverage down there on him. Nichols takes snap. He's going to give to Elfinish, who shakes a tackle now, turns it upfield, and is down inside the 35. Tackled at the 34. So that looks to be a gain of about four or five and will make a much more manageable third down coming up. Yeah, great move. And run right there by Eb L. Finish, especially to cut it upfield. It looked like he was going to lose about a yard or two, but he's able to gain about five. So it'll be third, third down and six. Nichols talking to his offensive line. They've got to get just inside the 30 to the 28-yard line to pick this one up. Nichols is rolling out to his left as he takes a snap. Now he's going to take it himself, and he will run for the first down and get out of bounds at the 21-yard line. Was no contest there when Nichols took off. He was never even touched. And when he went out of bounds at the 21-yard line, enough for Hallsville to pick up another first down, and they continue to move the football on this opening drive of the season. Yeah, great job by Nichols again. Nothing was open downfield. He just used his eyes, did what he was supposed to do, smart with the football, took it upfield, and gets another first down for Hallsville as they're threatening just outside the red zone. First down to 10 at the 21-yard line. Hallsville get the ball first. There's about 8.47 to go in this first quarter. First drive for either side. Nichols in the pistol formation. Elfanish behind him. Nichols will shake and now turn it upfield. He's at the 10. He is spinning down to the 5-yard line. And a great move there is right at the line of scrimmage. Nichols juked out a Palmyra defender. And once he got past that one, he was easily inside the 10-yard line. It's now first and goal for Hallsville. Yeah, it just seems like right now Nichols has got... Palmyra's defense on the ropes there on their heels they just don't know what to do when Nichols fakes the handoff to finish and then he just takes it himself and he's just having all kinds of success first with down his and, legs first down and goal from the six yard line 
Hallsville starting from their own 24. Nichols in the gun. He's going to keep it himself. He will break a tackle to the end zone. He reaches, and he is in. Touchdown, Hallsville, on a rushing touchdown by quarterback Colton Nichols. He caps off a 76-yard drive with six points, and Hallsville making it look easy, especially on the ground. And wide receiver Aiden Lampkins, he runs over the sideline, gives the coaches a shoulder bump. He's fired up, and Hallsville is very quickly on the board, 6 to nothing. and it looks like they're going to go for two. Yeah, great start for Hallsville, especially for Nichols. And they're looking, like you said, yeah, going for two. So see what happens right here. So it looks like they're going to have four men in the backfield as Nichols is in the shotgun. Two wide receivers on the play. It's going to be a give to Elfanich. He's driving. He breaks one tackle, but he is going to be kept out of the end zone. So Hallsville will be denied on the two-point conversion attempt. But they do get six on the drive. Their opening drive of the season results in points as Colton Nichols takes it in from the six, and Hallsville is up six to nothing. Paul Meyer is turning offense. We're going to have that for you in just a moment back on the Show Me Sports Network. Don't go anywhere. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense attention indians fans here's your chance to help the student athletes of hallsville by becoming a member of the hallsville athletic boosters your gifts help provide all hallsville athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford you can join the hallsville athletic boosters this season for as little as 25 dollars. membership is open to everyone interested in joining look them up on facebook by searching hallsville athletic boosters or email them at hallsville athletic boosters at gmail.com let's go indians the following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! successful opening drive of the season for the Hallsville Indians as they go right down the field and punch it in for six thanks to the Colton Nichols six-yard rushing touchdown. Hallsville started at their own 24-yard line and marched down for 76 yards and a six-yard touchdown. Did not get the two-point conversion so it is six to zero as Palmyra will now take the field looking to match that. I think it's very clear earlier that this is for, for both sides, although we haven't seen Palmyra. We're going to see a lot of rushing attempts tonight. Oh, yeah, for real. Especially the way Hallsville was able to exploit Palmyra's you know, front four on defense and just run it right up the gut. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of running tonight. There's no need to throw the football when you're having success on kick, the ground. Kickoff is returned by Palmyra up to the 35-yard line. It was a short kick. But then making the return up to the 35 was one of the returners for the Palmyra Panthers. Now they will take the field on offense. They are led by quarterback Marty Smizer. 
And just like Colton Nichols for Hall's one offense, Smizer is a quarterback who can beat you over the top or beat you with his legs. So I, I would expect to see a combination of him and then the two running backs, Ashton Hankins and Aaron Ritchie, trying to beat the Hallsville defense. Looks like we've got on the right side Ryan McGown at wide receiver, then Ethan Red and Gideon Bogue on the left. And it'll be under center goes Smizer. Two running backs in the backfield. Looks like a fullback and a running back. And it is going to be a give right up the gut. And then meeting him immediately is a swarm of Hallsville defenders. Four converge to the ball carrier. I can't even see who it is because it's just all black jerseys. It was Rich who got the carry. And he was met immediately by a group of Hallsville defenders. And that run on first down going absolutely nowhere. And it looks like maybe just a, nope, yeah, it was a loss of three yards. So second to 13 coming up for Palmyra. Good start there on defense. Yeah, not a good start for Palmyra right now because uh, now backed up, second down, and about 13. Great job by Hallsville's interior defensive ends in the inside there to get the tackle. Another run up the gut as Smizer is once again met immediately by another swarm of Hallsville defenders and he is brought down for another loss so after two plays to start of the season for Palmyra they're going backwards and what I love to see for Hallsville is that there's four or five guys going to the ball on every single play so now it's third and 17 this drive started on their own 35 for Palmyra they've lost seven yards and are back at their own 28. So now Smizer is yelling out the signals. He's got the running back. Looks like Richie right behind him. Tight end goes in motion. That's actually Richie going in motion. Now rolling out to his right is Smizer. He will throw short, and he can't even get it to Richie. It's incomplete. That'll be a three and out for Palmyra as the Hallsville defense will run three plays and force a loss of seven yards. Great start for the season for the Indians on defense. Yeah, great job by the defense. They really just got after, you know, Palmyra's front line right away, offensive line, and they just, you know, Put them backwards, and they just couldn't go anywhere. And what a start for Hallsville, especially on defense. Now getting the ball back here. Barely any time ticked off the clock, and they're going to get it back. And Nichols, we'll see what he can do. So punt upcoming for Palmyra as this one will be kicked away. It barely goes anywhere. It doesn't even get to midfield. The Hallsville will just let it roll, and it stops right on the 50-yard line. So great field position now coming up for the Indians as Nichols and the offense comes back out onto the field. This is about as good of a start as you could have hoped for for Hallsville coming into this one tonight. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hallsville couldn't ask for a better start. Pop Myra, though, not liking this at all, especially after the punt there. You would think you'd want to pin them deep, but... That one there by the punter was just like, it, it looked like he just like shanked it off the side of his foot there and barely even rolled to the 50-yard line is where the Hallsville Indians will start. So Hallsville up 6 to nothing, 6.44 to go in the first quarter and first and 10. Nichols is all alone in the shotgun. He's got two wide receivers to his left and then one wide receiver and a tight end to his right. Nichols will immediately roll right. It looks like it's a design run. There he goes up to the 45 to the 40, and he's loose. There he goes inside the 20. No one will catch him as he is going to dive, and are they going to rule him short? Oh, Thought he had a pass to the end zone, but they got tackled. Nichols did just inside the one-yard line, a 49-yard rush for Nichols. I spoke too soon when I said no one will catch him. It's just at the very end he was brought down. And a huge play for Nichols as the rushing ability is really showing now. Yeah, great quarterback run right there by Nichols. Just turned it up right when he saw green grass. We really thought he was gone. But a Palmyra defender just able to get him before he went across the goal line. They actually ruled that Nichols was down at the three-yard line. 
So now it'll be first and goal, but if Paulsville keeps running the way they have, this will be no problem. Four men in the backfield next to Nichols. He's going to take the snap. He will pitch it, moving around the right side, number six, and then turning it up and getting into the end zone for Hallsville. will be Gage Harrison, Harrison, and that's another touchdown for the Indians as they make it look easy. A two-play 50-yard drive to get back in the end zone for their second time here in this game. Yeah, great play design right there by Hallsville and Gage Harbinson able to bounce that one in off the handoff from Colton Nichols. What a start. Couldn't ask for a better start if you're Hallsville. Now 12-0. Looks like, yeah, they're going to go for two here. See if they can get it this time around. On the first drive, they were not able to capitalize. So Nichols in the gun. He will immediately, they're going to run the exact same play to Harbison. He's trying to swing it outside, but he's got Palmyra defenders everywhere. So it looks like Palmyra was ready for it that time as they keep Hallsville from getting the two-point conversion. Almost basically the exact same play that they ran there that went in for the touchdown. But no one really cares because Hallsville's in for another six points. And not even six minutes into this game, they are up 12 to nothing on Palmyra. And while they have a quick chat on the sideline, we'll head to a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment on the Show Me Sports Network. Hallsville up 12 to nothing. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions in today's world injury prevention is at the top of everyone's list however heat related occurrences get routinely overlooked zealous wbgt puts that front and center by using cutting edge formulas and technology zealous wbgt streamlines and simplifies obtaining and documenting wet bulb globe temperature readings with a simple touch of a button you can check wbgt anywhere in the world receiving alerts when the wbgt goes over the threshold you select join the stress-free way to protect student athletes employees and overall operations from extreme heat by downloading the free Zealous WBGT app today. Save time, save money, save lives with Zealous WBGT. Hallsville getting ready to kick it off after scoring their second rushing touchdown. And they lead this one 12 to nothing with 6.24 to go in the first quarter. Ben Schmidt, Justin Kraft bringing you tonight's coverage as the kickoff to Paul Meyer is fielded at the 17-yard line. Turning it upfield is number 10, Ryan McGowan. Oh, and then he tackle. is tackled at the 28-yard line. As you mentioned, a good bring down there. Couldn't see exactly who it is, although I believe that is Aiden Lampkins who brought down the returner. So now here for Paul Meyer, they're going to have a much better, going to have to have a much better drive here on offense because their first one of the season went three plays for negative seven yards. Yeah, for real. I bet Kevin Miles was really speaking to his team and saying, hey guys, we got to find a way to turn it up the right direction. We got to move the ball up the field, not backwards. We got to find a way to just, you know, be smart. Little yards here and there, that's all that matters. So Palmyra will start from their own 27-yard line. Quarterback Smizer basically in the pistol formation. He will immediately turn and hand it to the running back. He breaks a tackle and now going up the middle. That's actually Smizer who's got the ball. He's across midfield and tackled at the 44-yard line. 
fake there on the read option was so good that everyone swarmed to the running back, Richie, and Smizer then just took off and immediately got past the midfield yard line. Yeah, great job by Smizer right there. They faked the read to the running back, and then he goes right up the middle, and that's just what you need if you're Palmyra to get right back in this game, and head, head coach Kevin Miles is loving that. I'm glad I wasn't the only one fooled there by that read option because based on how much room Smizer had to work with, pretty much every Hallsville defender was swarming towards the running back, Hankins. That's what allowed Smizer to get free. So now first and 10 at the 43-yard line. This one is going to be kept again by Smizer. He will break a tackle at the 40-yard line and then dive ahead down to about the 37. So a modest gain there, about five or six. Looks like Smizer's got some wheels to him. Yeah, one thing I've noticed, Palmyra's kind of taken a play out of Hallsville's you know, playbook. When it comes to playing offense, right now they're doing exactly what Nichols is doing, you know, for Hallsville to them. And they go, hey, we got a guy in Smizer and he's going to, you know, try and do the exact same thing to your defense. And let's see if your front four can contain him. And right now he's having a lot of success with his legs. Shotgun snap for Smizer coming. Running back Ashton Hankins is right behind him as Richie goes in motion. Snap was on the grass and Smizer then picked it up. But he's met immediately. He may have even lost the yard there on the carry. And it looks like they're going to mark him down at the 38-yard line. So actually a gain of nothing. And that will bring up third down and five. Nice job there on uh, the defense of Hallsville, especially once the snap was low. Really didn't give Smizer a whole lot of chance. Yeah, no, they were right there, and they swarmed, and they got to him. Great job by the defensive line. So now third down and five coming up. Wide receiver Ryan McCone is at the right side of the field. Meanwhile, Ethan Red, the junior receiver, is on the left. It looks like Tudor's going to get on the line and block. That's the tight end. Then both Hankins and Richie are in the backfield as Smizer works from under center. Third down and five. Palmyra looking to get on the scoreboard. Looks like someone moved early, but they don't call it. Give it to Hankins to the left side. He's got the first down and then falls ahead just inside the 30-yard line. A nice designed to run there to the running back Hankins off to the left side and that'll give a first down for Palmyra their second first down of the game yeah another great play there by Palmyra going to that outside left uh cut it up field to the left there bounce it outside great job there by number 24 Ashton Hankins Tell you what, Palmyra uses two running backs. Hankins primarily stays in the backfield, but Richie, you'll see him line up there in the backfield, and we've seen him get carries, or we'll see him be put in the slot as a receiver. Seems like Richie is really a do-it-all man for the Palmyra team. Here goes Richie in motion on first down, but it is a give to the running back. Hankins, who's up the gut, and it pushes Hallsville defenders down to about the 24-yard line. That's a nice gain of six on first down, and Palmyra continues their effort to get on the scoreboard and cut this Hallsville 12-0 lead in half. Yeah, get great run right up the middle by Ashton Hankins, and like we were just saying, they're just having a hard time in Hallsville right now defensively. When there is a wide receiver that drops back there or they drop back to who the ball is going to. And right now they just got to figure that out. And I bet that's what Coach Connors is saying right now on the headset to his team. Smizer gives to Richie up the gut. It was from under center. And it's going to be a short gain of about four yards. There's a nice tackle there made as Richie went straight up the middle. On that play when Smizer was under center, both Hankins and Richie were in the back. So that alludes a little what you were talking about. A hard time to figure out who's actually getting the ball. But regardless, a four-yard gain on first down. So that'll bring up second down 
just on the edge of the red zone is Paul Meyer with now just under three minutes to go. Smizer once again under center. This one, it gets by the quarterback, Smizer, but is alertly picked up by Hankins. But because the ball was on the ground, that's going to go over loss of yards. It's about four or five Halsell defenders all swarmed to the ball carrier, Hankins. And that'll lead to a big loss on the play as number 42, Lucas Holt, one of the linebackers, made the tackle. And that's a nice play there to make it a much longer third down here coming up for Paul Meyer. It's actually going to go all the way back to now third and 14. Yeah, Paul Meyer really lucky right there that Hankins was able to pick up the ball. Great awareness by him to just keep this drive alive. Pardon me, second and 14, not third and 14. As Smizer will take it himself, and he doesn't even get back to the line as a swarm of defenders, including number 13, Xavier Stinson, and number 18, Aiden Sikdrowski, both bring the quarterback down. That's going to be another loss as after Palmyra is moving the ball well on the past couple of plays. They have gone backwards, and it was second and 14. Now it's going to be third and even longer, and Palmyra, their efforts to get on the scoreboard here are really hurting. Yeah, great job by the defense right now with Palmyra on their side of the 50, but right now, like what you are just saying, they got to get a big stop right here, and let's see if Palmyra can get a first down. Third down and 17 coming up, two running backs in the backfield. It's going to be a fake, but then a give to ha to uh, Hankins, and he gets up the gut, but only for a couple yards. Doesn't even make it to the 20-yard line. That'll be a gain of about three or four yards on the play, and now we'll see what Palmyra will do. It'll bring up a fourth down and 14, so it was a gain of three on the carry as Palmyra was electing to try and make this a manageable fourth down on the ground, and now it looks like they're going to have no choice but to go for it. They're going to have to get all the way down to the 10-yard line of Hallsville if they want to keep this drive away. They trail 12 to nothing as we've just hit the minute mark to go in the first quarter. In the gun is Smizer. He will take it, dropping back, looking to throw. He's got all day. Now will fire to the end zone and making a leaping grab for the touchdown My is goodness. Ethan Red. Wow, what a catch and what a throw by Smizer on fourth down. Wow, what a touchdown. Well needed right there by Palmyra. What a catch. He put the bread in the basket. What a touchdown for Palmyra. As now, they are looking to possibly go for two. Smizer right now looking over to the sidelines. Yeah, that can't, that can't feel good for the Hallsville coaching staff, giving Smizer all day to throw on that play, and then Red able to come up with a receiving touchdown, basically in one-on-one -on -one coverage. Yeah, for sure. He just got right behind the cornerback, and then we got a penalty flag now down here as Palmyra was trying to figure things out. We will see what the call is. Uh, it looks like there is a timeout. So Palmyra gets the timeout rewarded to them. They're going to pick up the flag. 12-6 to 6 here with 50 seconds left in the first quarter here on the Show Me Sports Network. So big two-point conversion coming up as Palmyra has cut it to a 12-6 game. But I have to give credit there for Smizer because he hung in the pocket all day long, and then that throw to Red, I mean, it was basically a jump ball, but he put it about as good as he could in a, in a spot where Red was able to go up and, and make the catch. That's 6-1, Red capable of doing that. And, uh, once again, and basically fourth and 14. I mean, that's you just can't allow Smizer to hang in the pocket for that long. No, yeah, that was insane right there by Smizer especially on Hallsville's 35, and his offensive line did what they needed to do right there on fourth down, gave him time, and then he delivered, and Red made a great catch, found a way to keep his eyes on the football, able to 
haul it in as he was going to the ground. That is hard to do, especially the adju adjustment, jumping up in the air and then landing on your stomach. But he was able to hold on. And now it looks like right now, Paul Myra is going to go for two. So 12 to six to score. Now Hallsville still in front with 50 seconds to go. Moving up under center now is Smizer. He's got Richie in the backfield. Bent over at the knees. It's going to be a turn. It's going to be a flip to Richie. He's trying to work it, and he will make it upfield and in for the two-point conversion. And just when you had to have it, Palmyra got it as they move down the field on a 73-yard drive, capped off by a fourth and 14 conversion, and they get eight points out of the drive to make this just a four-point game just before the first quarter comes to a close. And with that, we will take a quick break. Hallsville offense coming back on the field when we return in just a moment. Hello, Blake Gasway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. Back now after the Palmyra touchdown. And while we were just coming out of break, Palmyra just tried a very short kickoff and it was unsuccessful. And in doing so, they're going to give Halls with a football right at midfield for the second drive in a row. So great starting field position for this offense that has scored two rushing touchdowns in two drives. And now Colton Nichols, the junior quarterback, will go back to work, working out of the shotgun here. He's got running back Elfin East to his right. Nichols is taking himself. He goes right up the gut. He's at the 40 and falls forward down to the 38-yard line. Nichols just continuing to move forward with every snap that he carries the ball. Yeah, again, Nichols doing... What he has been doing this whole entire first half and in this first quarter, he has been great. That little fake to L finish, and then he goes straight up the gut of Palmyra's defense, and he gets another first down and just keeps adding on to his rushing yards. 27 seconds to go in the first quarter. Hallsville leads 12 to 8 over Palmyra. Next play is going to be a pitch to Elfinish, but there's a whole lot of Palmyra defenders there, and making the tackle in the backfield will be the cornerback, number 10, Ryan McGone. And that was one heck of a play by the corner for the Palmyra Panthers. That'll lead to a loss of yards after a nice gain to get them a first down. It's going to be a second and long now coming up for Hallsville. Yeah, great tackle right there by Ryan. Saw that right away. Read it, came up and got to L finish and a loss of five yards as it's gonna be second and 15 for Hallsville on the 44 yard line of Palmyra. 
So with that on the loss of yards on the play, that'll take us to the end of the first quarter. A good one for Hallsville, at least on offense, as they score two touchdowns and two possessions and lead this one 12-8. We'll take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. Bench mate Justin Kraft will have the rest of this Hallsville Palmyra game for you when we return on the Show Me Sports Network. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. Back for the second quarter on the Show Me Sports Network. And Hallsville will look to pick up some yards on this second and 15. Nichols is going to throw. It's a design screen and a well-designed screen. Now catching it in stride inside the 30, inside the 20, and oh, going gone. all the way. He's gone. Xavier Stinson for six. Wow, what a play design set up right there by Colton Nichols. And then number 13, Xavier Stinson does the rest. Touchdown, Hallsville. And we were just going to, you know, recap the first quarter, but just like that, Hallsville's doing exactly what they did in the first quarter, and they're putting more points up on the board. Now they're up 18-8. Looks like, I think, they're going to go for two. That was one heck of a screen play. As once Xavier Stinson made the catch, I mean, he had about four blockers in front of him, and no Palmyra defender was anywhere near the area. And that caps off what is a 50-yard drive and give Colton Nichols his first passing touchdown of the season. Like I said, now 18-8 in favor of Hallsville as they will go for two. Looks like in the backfield will be number six, Gage Harrison. And Harrison will get the carry. Nope, it's Nichols. He kept it on the read option. He is in for two. Fooled everyone, including me. And there was no one that was going to stop Nichols right there as he continues to dominate here for Hallsville. And it's now 20-8 just in to the second quarter as now three drives as we touched on for the Hallsville offense. We may be looking if this continues at 50-plus for this offense tonight. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, Ben. You're definitely right about that. There is going to be a lot of fireworks on that scoreboard if, you know, Hallsville is going to put up the number that they could put up, and that could be 50-plus like you just said. We will see right now Hallsville, like we just said, up 20-8, to 11-49. That was really only about 20 seconds into the you know second quarter and now let's see what Myra is going to do and see what Kevin Miles is preaching over there to his offense that hey we got to do something now we got to go down and we got to score and then our defense has got to show up because right now there's it's only been one-sided so yeah. far defensively and Hallsville has came up with some stops on defense yeah, they've been exploited in the middle, but they are winning right now, and it says it all right now on the scoreboard of 20-8. to eight. Ben, Co 
Coach Conyers and this Hallsville coaching staff are pulling all the right strings on offense. I mean, if we're if you didn't have the the fourth down conversion given up on the receiving touchdown by Red, we're looking at a perfect game so far for Hallsville. Now you can't just do away with that touchdown. So I mean, they they did give it up, but Hallsville on offense, I mean, they are cooking. And you talked about what head coach Kevin Miles is saying on the Palmyra side. He can say all he wants to his offense, but they can score as much as they want. If they can't get a stop on defense, nothing's ever going to change. So we'll see now as Paul Meyer is going to get the ball back on offense if they can continue to keep up with this Hallsville Indians dominant start. So, Yeah, like here we go. Crowd on their feet. They're loving it so far. So far in this game, we've got a passing touchdown, a rushing touchdown, both for Colton Nichols. The passing touchdown is Avery Stinson on the screen play. And then a Harrison rushing touchdown of three yards. Kick is deep, received at the 20, up to the 30 now as McGowan turns the corner at the 35. It spins up to the 36, and that's where starting it will be the Panthers. They've got good field position coming up. Yeah, they sure do, especially starting on about their 36-yard line. And we will see what they can do here, especially what Smizer is going to do and be the rock and command that offense to get them down the field. And right now, here they come, breaking from the huddle. So they rule own 37-yard line for Paul Myers. So they've now got to go the next 63 yards to get in the end zone. They trail by 12, but we're just barely into the second quarter. We've got an eternity of football left here to play in this first game of the season here in Hallsville, Missouri. In the gun is Smigel will turn and give it to that's Hankins up the middle and actually to the right side. He will get hit pretty quickly by multiple members of the Hallsville defense. I mean, we've had very few plays where we've had to call out one specific defender for Hallsville because every tackle is being made by four or five guys. I think if you want to point out someone there, Aiden Shadrowski was really one of the main guys back there at safety. The 5'6", uh, 138-pound senior came down to make the tackle, but I mean, Overall, there's pretty much a swarm of Hallsville defenders every time. Oh, yeah, for sure. There was a swarm of Hallsville Indians right there getting to the running back, and a great job. Second 10, give up the middle. Nope, it's kept by Smyder. He's running to his left, but he will be brought down on the play by Ethan Biddle, and swinging the quarterback to the ground is the linebacker for Hallsville, and it'll be just a short gain. It was second and 10, and it looks like it's now going to be about third and eight as Smyder couldn't get a whole lot on that play. Yeah, great tackle right there by Ethan Biddle. And now it's going to be a third down, about eight for Palmyra. Great job by this defense here in the second quarter. Keeping Palmyra right now on their heels. Let's see what Smizer can do. Getting the calls from the sideline right now, trying to convert and keep this drive alive because that's all they need is to give the ball back to Nichols. Hallsville is already up 20-8. to eight. Under They don't need any more. Point. Under center on third and eight is Smizer, and it looks like this play is going to go nowhere as I think having trouble with the snap with Smizer, and multiple Hallsville defenders meet him immediately, and they're going to go backwards. That's going to bring up fourth down. Wanted to give a correction to a play a moment ago. The second down play, the tackle was actually number eight, Kale Nichols, not number nine, Ethan Biddle. As the starting defensive end, Nichols was the one to make the play. But on the third down play, third and eight, goes as a loss of two. As I don't know what Paul Meyer was trying to do there. Is almost immediately when Smizer took the snap, he was hit. And now that brings up fourth and ten. So right where they started on their own 37, Paul Meyer will go for it. Trailing 20 to eight, just under 10 minutes to go in the second quarter. Yeah. Smizer is actually going to turn and punt it away. It wasn't Smizer who punted it. And this will be a short punt. It'll bounce at about the 40 and then roll to about the 42. And that's where Hallsville will start. It looked at the start of the play like Smizer and the offense is going to go for it. But then lining back up to kick it was Paul Meyer. They punted away and it's a short one. 
as Hallsville will now be back on offense. Yeah, Hallsville back on offense, but Palmyra right there. Don't know exactly what they were trying to do on that third down, but Smart right there just punting it, trying to pin Hallsville, you know, deep, but the punt really didn't go that far. Hallsville at about their 38-yard line, and they have great field position here with Nichols in this offense back on the field. Let's see if Palmyra's defense can get a stop. They need a stop here. That's all they need is the Indians to put more points on the scoreboard. Nichols is all alone in the shotgun, own 42-yard line, first and 10. Two wide receivers to his left and one to his right. Nichols is dropping back to throw. He now rolls right. It's all day to throw. He's going to launch downfield, and it is caught at wow. the 15-yard line. Down to the 14 is Landon Sievers, as that one was dropped right in there by Nichols, and all Sievers had to do was wait for it, and once he did, he was down at the 14-yard line. A huge gain there on the play as that'll go well over 50 yards. It's now first down and 10 at the 14 for Hallsville. Yeah, what a catch by Landon Seavers. It looked like he was you know, running down the field. He thought it was going to be over his head, but then he redirected, came back, made a great catch, and what a throw by Colton Nichols, putting it right in his chest. So Seavers, the wide receiver lined up to the right, the one who just made the big catch. And now Nichols will once again go shotgun all by himself. It's going to be a design QB run. He waits patiently, now goes up the middle and falls down at about the 15-yard line. So that'll be no gain on the play. It'll bring up second and 10. Hallsville starting this drive at their own 42. And on the first play of said drive, they go for a big gain all the way down to the 15-yard line. Yeah, Ben, I know we're... You know, not even close to halftime yet. We still get 8.38 left in the second quarter. But if you're Kevin Miles, you got to be preaching to your defense sooner or later when they come to the sidelines. We're giving up way too much deep and too many big plays. So now second and 10 from the 15-yard line. Nichols in the gun. He's going to look to throw. Now scrambles to his left. He's got grass in front of him, but he's actually going to throw. End zone, and it's incomplete. He had an open receiver, but it would have been a tough throw. It looked like he was targeting Aiden Lampkins, and the ball just stepped in there. If that's from a clean pocket, I think Nichols hits that for six, but because he had to throw almost across his body, it skipped just onto the grass, and Hallsville just misses out on their fourth touchdown. Yeah, you're right about that. That was a tough throw by Nichols on the move. Aiden Lampkins, great attempt to just try and dive and lay out and make the catch, but incomplete. We'll do want to make note for the last couple of drives, we've seen uh, Gage Harrison in the backfield at running back for most of the plays as Ilfanich has been on the sideline, didn't see a whole lot, as I do still see him standing down there, so hopefully he's all right. Now it's going to be third down and 10 from the 15. Everson is in the backfield. Nichols will fake it to him. Now roll to his left. He's still rolling. He's got him, man. He lost it to the end zone, and it's over the head of number five, Isaac Stinson, and out of the back of the end zone. Looks like he had him there for a second, but I think Nichols may have made a right decision there, as it looked like the corner, Ryan McGown, may have had a shot of a pick if that throw is anywhere close, so... Goes out of the end zone now, 4th and 10 coming up. Yeah, we'll see what Hallsville is going to do here. 4th down and 10. See if they bring out the special teams unit. Got a timeout here. And we will see what Hallsville is going to do as the coaching staff is drawing up a 4th down play here. It looks like Hallsville, you know, up 20 to 8. Might as well go for it with the success they've been having so far in this game. Let's see what Justin Connors dials up. I'm interested to see here because they have had such good success rushing the ball on the ground. But on a fourth and ten, I feel like that's a little risky. I think you try and beat Palmyra through the air here. Air here. 
And especially, I think, if you can give Nichols a clean pocket. The last couple of passes, they've had open receivers, but it has been rollouts, design rollouts for the quarterback, Nichols. And it's kind of rolled him into some pressure for some tough throws. Obviously, I'm not the one down there making the play call, but if you can get a clean pocket here for Nichols, I think he has the confidence to stand in there and deliver a touchdown. Yeah, I agree. Like you were just touching base on, Ben. The last two times Nichols has rolled out, he just hasn't had time, and he's just been you know, trying to run and throw the football. It's hard to throw on the run and not have you know, your feet set and established and throw deep down the field. they got to give him time if you're that offensive line. Coming out of the timeout now is Hallsville. 8-11 to go in the first half. They lead 20-8, fourth and 10 upcoming from the 15. Landon Seavers and Aiden Lampkins are two wide receivers to the left with number five Isaac Stinson to the right. And running back Gage Harrison is in the backfield next to his quarterback Nichols who works out of the gun. Here we go, fourth down and 10. Nichols takes a snap. He's going to immediately roll to his left. Now he's going to turn to throw end zone. He's got Seavers and... Waiting for a signal. Was he in bounds? Yes. Oh, Touchdown, Hallsville. As they picked up a 15-yard pass on fourth and 10 for their fourth straight touchdown on a beauty of a throw for Nichols. And the only question there would be whether or not he was in bounds. And the ref came right over to raise the two arms to give the Hallsville Indians six more points. That's the receiving touchdown for Layden Seavers as he was the star of the drive there with the big catch and now the touchdown. Yeah, what a catch there by Layden uh, Seavers especially to stay in bounds there and bring the football in. What a throw by Colton Nichols on the run. We thought, you know, he would, you know, have enough time, and he did, but he was smart enough, you know, rolled out. He didn't need to, you know, be set and established and stay in the pocket and find Seavers. And now they're going for two here. They flip it out to number 13, Xavier Stinson, and he is in. So the two-point conversion is good. Well-designed play there by Hallsville. Now they're up 28-8. to eight. And my goodness, it's, there's still 8.05 left here in this second quarter. We're not even close to halftime, and Hallsville's already put up 28 points. I mean, I really don't know who's going to stop this Hallsville offense tonight, the way they're moving the football. Even they're on a fourth down with the design rollout by Nichols, able to buy more than enough time for Seavers to come open. So on that drive, Seavers with the 43-yard catch and then the 15-yard receiving touchdown. And so far, just about, uh, let's see, do the math, 16 minutes into this one. I had to do that on the, off the top yeah. of my head. 16 minutes yeah. into this one, Colton Nichols has three touchdowns, one on the ground and two through the air. Obviously, it's not going to happen like this every single game, but, I mean, uh, Tiger Cobb's replacement has put on one heck of a show here to start this one. Oh, yeah, for sure. He has definitely done that. And already three touchdowns. Like I said, in the pregame, before the game even started, he's already dropping Nichols. Let's see how many more touchdowns Colton Nichols can put on the stat sheet because he is having a game. And, yeah, it's weird to think, you know, all the success without Tiger Cobb, but Colton Nichols is looking like, you know, Tiger Cobb 2.0, you know. Absolutely. So if you're just joining us, we're in the second quarter of this opening night of Friday Night Football here in Hallsville, Missouri. Where would you want to be besides Hallsville, Missouri right now? We got the sunset in our background. I mean, I mean, we're, this is this is a football setting and we've got a great crowd on hand. I mean, just about a perfect night. I want to thank all y'all for joining in with us on the Show Me Sports Network. Yeah, I couldn't ask for a better atmosphere here in the stands. All these fans hooting and hollering in the student section getting into it. Man, it is a great night and we are glad that everyone is here Kickoff at the game. Kickoff returned by McGowan. He breaks the tackle. He's at the 40 now and drives all the way up to the 46. Didn't mean to cut you off, but once McGowan broke the second tackle, I mean, that was a shifty little return. 
and this will be some of the best starting field position of the day for Palmyra. And now a late flag, potential unnecessary roughness, which could really change the starting field position here when we see who it's on. No, you're good, Ben. Yeah, we'll see what happened here with the penalty flag being thrown at about the 45-yard line where the referee it, tossed it and took it out of his before, pants pocket. Before the flag came in, drive was going to start at the own 45 for Palmyra, which already easily their best starting fuel position of the day. But if this is on Hallsville unnecessary roughness, it could push Palmyra into their territory. And if it goes against the Panthers, it'll back them up from what would have been a really nice return by number 10, Ryan McGill, the uh, junior wide receiver. So flag, looks like they're just going to pick up the wow. flag altogether. Yeah. So you like to see that there. And yeah. You know, I don't, we don't ever know what the call would have been. Uh -huh. Especially all the, you know, referees come together and make one collective decision, you know, all on the same page. So this feels like a do-or-die drive-up coming for Palmyra. They trail this one 28-8, and junior quarterback Marty Smizer, who's got one passing touchdown, will work out of the gun with both Hankins and Richie in the backfield alongside him. He takes a snap. He's going to look to throw it. He drops back in the pocket. He's got all day to throw great protection ball, Palmyra. And now Smizer's going to take off and run. He's got room to run. He makes his move at the 50. Now angles his way to the 45 and out of bounds at about the 44-43 yard line. That'll be a nice rushing play for the quarterback, Smizer, as he gets into Hallsville territory and runs for the first first down. But I think the bigger thing, I don't think Hallsville's real happy because they believe there should have been a hold on the offensive line there. Yeah, it looked like there was a hold on the offensive line of Palmyra's, but the refs did not think so. And Smizer got all kinds of time. He stayed in the pocket, was trying to look downfield, but he used his legs, exploded, you know, the open lane and he took it upfield for a first down Smizer great job rolling out to his right he's got room to run and he will run it again he's across the 40 the 35 and gets the first down before going out of bounds at the 33 he was alert of the first down marker being at the 34 and crossed that before going out of bounds that's an 11 yard gain and back-to-back -back runs for Smizer have the Panthers here in business yeah Smizer again doing some great things with his legs and gets uh, just short of the first down marker, mark, marker excuse me, That's second down and one. That's interesting because it looked like he totally passed it and made an effort to pass it before going out of bounds, but they rule him just a yard short. Apparently that foot touched out of bounds before he stuck the ball. So it'll be second and one at the 35-yard line. It's a nine-yard rush for Smizer instead of 11. He's got Hankins in the backfield and three wide receivers to his left. Smizer takes a snap. He's got all day to throw and now step up and take off again as Halls will leave in space. He makes a move 25-20 and out of bounds just inside and they're going to mark him at the 19-yard line. Another big gain there. A gain of 15 on the ground and Smizer doing the work here himself on this drive. Yeah, Smizer definitely doing the work by himself on this drive. He is really just finding a way with his legs to just exploit the running room that he has and get past the Hallsville defenders because the secondary is doing a good job by Hallsville, but they're not able to get any pressure on Smizer, and then he's taking it upfield with his legs. So they rule Smizer ran out of bounds at the 20-yard line of the Hallsville Indians. So now approaching the red zone is Palmyra showing this one 20-8. Smizer takes snap. He's going to give to Hankins up the gut. He's got room. He's piling his way down to about the 10-yard line, and the rushing attack here of the Panthers continuing on this drive. They started it at their own 45 and they moved all the way to about the 10-yard line. All of it on the ground. All of it came from Smizer up until that play when Hankins ran it at what looks to be just about the 12-yard line. So they rule again eight on the run. Second and two now coming up. 
Yep. Schmeiser talking to his offensive line, now turns to his running back, Hankins. Looks like number 10, McEllen, the wide receiver on his left, and now going in motion will be Richie. They fake the give to Richie, and then give it to Hankins. He's got the first down, and then continues to turn the feet upfield and gets down at the seven-yard line. So that's first down, a rush of five on the play. It's now first and goal here for Palmyra, trailing by 20 with just about five and a half to go in the first half. Yeah, great run by Hankins right there to get up and through the offensive line and right now just exploiting that defensive line of Hallsville. Palmyra looking for their second touchdown of the game. They've had four drives, two punts, and a 24-yard 24, yeah, 24 passing touchdown to Ethan Red. It's now in the gun again is Smizer. He gives to Hankins up the middle. He moves left and then plows his way to about the five-yard line. That's where we're going to mark him down as Hankins has been getting most of the carries. Ashton Hankins, a 6'0", 180-pound senior, has been not afraid to take some contact, although they have given some carries, Palmyra has, to Aaron Ritchie on occasion, and it's now second down and five from the five-yard line. Yeah, great stop right there by Hallsville's defense to swarm and get to Hankins, but they got to find a way right here to try and stop them with Palmyra being in the red zone looking to put points Smizer on the board. turns, gives to Hankins off the gut, and he's going to be tackled short of the goal line, but it looks like he got his way to the three, maybe even the two-yard line as Smizer gave it to him right up the middle, and now a big third and goal upcoming for Palmyra. They've now so far alternated punt and touchdown, so the trend there would tell you that they're pushing this one into six. We'll see if Hallsville has anything to say about it as third and goal upcoming from the two-yard line. Smizer's got a passing touchdown. We'll see if they try to get him a second or opt to go on the ground. It's Hankins in the backfield with Smizer in the shotgun. Two wide receivers to Smizer's left and another to his right. Smizer yelling out signals. There's 10 seconds on the play clock. Smizer now turns back towards the line. They've got someone going in motion. Now Smizer's going to keep it himself. Turns up field to the one, and he's in for six. Rushing touchdown for Smizer. That's his first rushing touchdown of the day and his second touchdown in total. And just what Paul Meyer needed, they get in for six and make this once again a two-score game. A well-put-together drive there by Palmyra Panthers. All of it on the ground. They go 55 yards for six. Yeah, definitely a well-needed touchdown right there by Palmyra just to get back in this game because if they didn't get it right there on third down, they would have definitely had to go for it if they wanted to stay in this game. Great play design, great fake to Hankins, and then Smizer does the rest. Great touchdown there for Palmyra. Well-needed and it looks like, yeah, they're going to go for two. Smizer under center. He will flip it and then actually keep it himself. But he's got nowhere to go as a swarm of Hallsville defenders meet him. And the first there to make the tackle is number 18, Chodrowski. And that will keep Palmyra from getting a second straight two-point conversion. And keeps this a 14-point game just under five minutes to go in the first half. Hallsville leads this one at 28-14. to And so now Palmyra continues their trend of trading touchdowns and punts. And now coming back out for their fifth drive of the game will be Hallsville. We'll stay right here because we want to break down a little bit of that. So far, four drives for the Hallsville Indians. Four touchdowns, two through the air from Colton Nichols' right arm. One went to Xavier Stinson, and the other went to Landon Seviers on the last drive. And then the other two touchdowns, a rushing touchdown by Colton Nichols from six yards, and then a Gage Harrison three-yard rushing touchdown and I think the biggest thing here for Hallsville, they've got really good starting field position on, on pretty much all their drives. Two of them started midfield, and the other started at their own 42. And it just doesn't feel like they can be stopped right now. No, yeah, and if you're Palmyra, you got to figure something out special teams-wise. You tried onside kicking the last 
time you kicked off to Hallsville, which just ended up in good field position for Hallsville. And Nichols did the rest, just being the captain that he is and showing, you know, bringing the offense down the field and for another touchdown. And let's see if Palmyra can find a way right here to send this football inside at least the 25-20 yard line by the kicker here of Palmyra because they need to get, you know, Nichols backed up. They haven't had one possession inside the 25-yard line. So Lathan Suter will make the kickoff from the 44. Palmyra needs some help getting the ball set on the tee. Now looks to be good to go, and way back to receive the kick is Gage Harrison. We'll see if he can help lead this Hallsville offense to a fifth straight touchdown. I want to give an update about one of the other scores around the league. Looks like Odessa just took a 14-7 lead over Southern Boone. That one is winding down in the first half as well. Blair Oaks is leading Merrillville 21-7. With a couple other scores going on here tonight. But back to our game. Another short kick. It is falling on at the 43-yard line as one of the Hallsville kickoff team members dove to fall on that ball. And we'll let you know who it is. It's going to be number 30. So that is Abe Elfinish. Nice work there by the Hallsville running back. And if that gets by him, Palmari may have a chance to recover that kick. But nice work there. And now Elfinish will trot off the field. So it doesn't look like he is going to be in at running back on that series. It looks like Everson will once again be the one getting the carries. Yeah, good job by Elfinish right there to recover that football. And again, Hallsville with great field position on the 42-yard line of Second straight drive that the Hallsville offense is starting on their own 42-yard line. They've only got to go 58 yards to get six again. It just feels like that's been too easy for this offense. Nichols all alone in the shotgun. It's a screen play to Harrison to his right. He turns up field at the 45. He's the 50. Breaks a tackle at the 47 and then falls ahead to the 45-yard line. That'll go down is a gain of 13 and a first down on basically the screen play. And a nice work there by Harrison to turn it upfield. And now the Hallsville offense will go no huddle. Once again, in the shotgun is Nichols. Three wide receivers to the left. Taking it himself will be Nichols. He breaks tackle at the 42, turns it upfield to the 35-yard line. It falls all the way ahead just in front of the 30-yard line. They mark him down at the 32, and it'll be a 13-yard rush for the Hallsville quarterback. Back-to-back -back plays of double-digit yards for this offense, and they are on the move once again, knocking at the door of the 30-yard line. Yeah, there they go again, and Col Colton Nichols, just being the captain that he is, finding a way to command this offense. Straight and there the he turns it upfield and gets inside the 25-yard line. Essentially the same play they ran two plays ago, but to the opposite line, as Harris, opposite side, as Harrison made the catch and then made his way up to about the 25-yard line. Actually, they mark it at the 24, so it's a gain of eight, second and two, just over four minutes to go in the half. Nichols will keep it himself. Another design, QB draw angles left, 15, and falls down inside to about the 13-yard line. And that'll go down as a gain of 10 or 11 yards and another first down for the Hallsville offense. Yeah, they're just having a lot of hard time on defense is Palmyra. They're just not finding a way to contain Nichols. And again, here comes Hallsville. Screen pass to Harrison. He cuts up field 10-yard line, still driving. A horse car tackle with a six. And there comes the flag. Yeah. Eventually comes in. Everyone was screaming for it. And that'll tack on some extra yards. Just now well inside the 10-yard line will build the Hallsville offense. I think that horse collar tackle was clear as day when Harrison got taken to the ground. Yeah, oh yeah, that was definitely a horse tackle. And I'm glad the uh, refs threw the flag right there. For sure the fans want it and they got it. And that's just going to hurt Palmyra even more. Being down 28-14 to 14 now, Hallsville is going to have the ball even closer to the end zone here. 
and let's see what they can do with it and try and punch it in. So now Harbison, who already has a rushing touchdown, came on the second drive of the day for Hallsville, has gotten the Indians down inside the five-yard line. He's caught three screen passes on this drive alone. It's now first and goal. Nichols is going to fake. Now to keep it himself. He's up the middle and untouched into the end zone for six points. And once again, the Indians make it look easy. They're on over 30 points in the first half alone. And Nichols has got his second rushing touchdown of the day untouched from three yards out. Yeah, great job by the offense. And Nichols there again bounces it in for another touchdown. They just cannot be stopped right now. Now up 34 to 14 with 344 left in the second quarter. Palmyra, they are just on their heels, and my goodness, this one is just looking ugly the way Hallsville is just controlling this game. Two-point conversion upcoming for Hallsville. Nichols will turn and give it to Harrison. Nope, keep it himself, and he will break a tackle and get in for two. He makes it look easy once again. It's now 36-14 to in favor of Hallsville, and starting at their own 42-yard line, they go 58 yards, and Nichols caps it off with his fourth touchdown of the first half. And it's now a 22-point lead with just under four minutes to go in the first half. We'll take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. Hallsville is looking good in this one. They lead 36-14. to We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. And Schmidt, Justin Kraft back with you on the Show Me Sports Network. Hallsville and Palmyra to kick off the season on this Friday night, August 26th. We've got perfect weather, perfect night sky, no sign of any precipitation in sight. And every single member of this Hallsville crowd is currently on their feet as they do during every kickoff. And they've had a lot of them so far. Five drives, five touchdowns for the Indians. And now getting ready to kick it back towards Paul Meyer with 3.44 to go in the first half, leading this one 36-14. Making the catch at the 20 will be the returner, McAllen. Now angles to his right, turns it upfield at the 35, and then falls ahead to the 36. That's Will Paul Meyer will start as they look to put on their third touchdown drive of the game. They did score last time they took the field. That was a two-yard rushing touchdown by the quarterback, Marty Smizer. And it's a big drive once again upcoming because essentially with the defense of Palmyra unable to stop the Hallsville offense, the Palmyra offense pretty much has to be perfect from here on out. Yeah, you're right, Ben. They have to because their defense has not been able to stop Hallsville's offense at all. Hallsville, like you just said, five for five, five touchdowns on their five drives. And Palmyra has got to do something here offensively. And Smizer has just got to keep leading the charge and try and help as Panthers get back in this game. Smizer in the shotgun. He will turn and give the handoff to Richie, who cuts up to the right field. Now he's being pushed by his own offensive lineman, but they won't push him very far as, as the snap was taken at the 36. Looks like they're going to move to about the 38, so that's a gain of two on first and 10. Not great starting field position every single drive for Palmyra. In their five drives now, they started at their own 35, 27, 37, 45, and 36. So 
the best field position they've had been at the 45, and every other one besides that has been inside their own 40. When you compare that to Hallsville, who's starting pretty much at midfield every single drive, big difference there. So now second and nine, it was, there's only a gain of one on the first play of the drive. We just hit the three-minute mark to go in the first half. Smizer back to throw. He'll loft it right side, and then coming back to get it will be the wide receiver, Ethan Red, but it's not going to go for a whole lot as that ball took a while to get there, and playing good coverage there on the play was Leighton Seavers. And that'll be a completion, but it'll get only to about the 40-yard line. I believe that's where they're going to mark it. Ref still hasn't put down the football. It'll bring up third down. Actually, I think they're going to rule that that ball was never even caught. Yep, they're going to rule in completion, so it's third and nine from the 37. Yeah, that's what I thought at first, Ben. It looked like Ethan Red didn't get his hands underneath the football, and it just hit the ground. He wasn't able to control it as he went to the ground. And, yeah, it's going to be a long third down. Trying to convert here is Palmyra. Smizer in the gun. He's got pressure. He's trying to buy time. He's still rolling out. Breaks a tackle. Rolling to his right. He's going to take off and run. Breaks another tackle. Still doesn't have the first down yet. Falls ahead, but I think he's going to be just short. Smizer there making all kinds of plays with his legs. He dodged about four or five Hallsville tacklers to pick up what would be about eight or nine yards. We'll see where they mark it. Yeah, I think they're going to mark him a little short. They're going to rule that he got to the 45-yard line, which would mean that it is fourth and one. And obviously, Palmyra showing this one by 22 is going to go for it. 2.19 to go in the first half. This could very well be the game if they don't pick this one up. I hate to speak too soon, but the way the Hallsville offense is moving, Palmyra has got to match them point for point for here on out. So yeah. Smizer in the gun, crowd getting on their feet, three wide receivers and a tight end on the field. One of them goes in motion. It's a turn to hand off to Hankins, and it's actually going to be kept by Smizer, and he turns it up inside the 50-yard line, goes down at the 49. Out of go down is a rush of six as the read option looked to fool the Hallsville defense as Smizer was easily able to pick that one up for a first down. And now into Hallsville territory is Palmyra. Yeah, great job right there by Smizer taking the quarterback option and he runs it right up the gut of the Indians defense and gets a first down. Well needed first down like we were saying. This game isn't over. We're still in the second quarter, but the way Hallsville has been playing, especially up 36 to 14 right now. Smizer will throw it deep downfield, and he overthrows what was an open receiver, Ryan McKellen, and he had him for the first down, but he overthrew it. That falls incomplete, and that'll bring up second down and 10 for the Palmyra offense. Yeah, he was wide open. He just missed him there. Was well, Smizer? See what they can do here on second down. So basically right at midfield is the Palmyra offense. They've got two touchdowns and two punts on the offensive side of the football so far today. And now Smizer and the rest of this group will have to go to work. Ethan Redu has the one receiving touchdown for Palmyra all alone at the bottom of the screen. He's being covered by a corner and a give to Hankin that he has met immediately. Barely gets back to the line of scrimmage. That'll go down as no gain as multiple Hallsville defenders are well on their way into the backfield. That'll be no gain, bringing up third down and 10 with a minute 20 and counting to go in the first half. So Hallsville has shown up here on defense on this drive. Was going to say Red is basically out on an island against the cornerback number one, Braden Matheny. And now once again, Matheny will go over and guard Red. They're going to go with trips left on this play for Palmyra. Third and 10 at the 49. A minute five now on counting. Smizer takes a snap. He's looking left all the way. Plenty of time to throw. Now steps up, throws, and it was behind the intended receiver. It looked like he was going for Ryan McGowan, number 10, and couldn't head him, so that'll bring out, bring out fourth and 10 from midfield. Yeah, he was trying to go for him right there, but it looked like the pass kind of just sailed, and he wasn't able to complete it. It's now fourth down and 10, and with a minute left, if 
Palmyra doesn't convert here. You give the ball back to Hallsville at midfield. We could see another scoring opportunity if Hallsville, one, gets a stop, and then two, would elect to go for it rather than just running the clock out. We'll see. Need to get the stop here first. Looks like Red, McGowan, and Bogue are all going to line up to the left side of the field as going in the shotgun will be the quarterback, Smizer. He's got two men in the backfield to block for him, presumably to give him as much time as he needs to try and make a throw. And before the play even happens, looks like a timeout is going to be called. Yeah, it didn't look like right there. Paul Meyer was really. Uh, there were there were a couple players straight, running yeah. on and off the yeah. field, and I think some were a little bit confused because originally Paul Meyer was lining up to go for it, and then motioned the guy back there like they were going to punt the football. So I don't think everyone was on the same page. And not really a spot here where you can afford to mess this up. So Palmyra burns the timeout here. They had two before that play. And with only a minute left and a half, no reason not to use it in that circumstance. And now we'll see what they do out of the timeout here. Fourth and ten at the Hallsville 49-yard line. Just joining us, Ben Schmidt, Justin Kraft here on the Show Me Sports Network. Your exclusive coverage of Hallsville football all season long. We'll have every game for you. Hope you're enjoying your Friday night. Thanks for spending it with us. Encourage you, though, to come out here to Hallsville and catch a future home game because it is one heck of a sight here at the stadium. Crowd is into it. Beautiful night for football, and we're, we're having some fun. Oh, yeah, we are definitely having some fun, that's for sure, Ben. Thank you for all the listeners who are listening tonight. But if you can't make it out here, you might as well, especially with this crowd and the atmosphere, cheerleaders pumping them up, and they're getting into it. So fourth down and 10 now. We'll see if Palmyra looks to go punt or actually go for it. I don't see anyone out there looking like they're going to kick, so I think is going to go. Trips to the left. That'll be Ethan Red, Gideon Bogan, Ryan McCown. And now in the backfield it is Ashton Hankins as taking the shotgun snap is Smizer looking left all the way. He's got time and now has to roll to his right, and that's a problem. He will now just chuck it down the field. It is knocked away and incomplete. That'll be a turnover on downs. Is going over to knock it out was Weston Grant, the cornerback. And the senior makes the play to end the drive. And Hallsville will take over at midfield with 51 seconds to go. Yeah, great job by the secondary there of the Indians. Smizer had a lot of time in the pocket, had to roll out. He was just on the edge of the sideline over there by his bench. And somehow was able to throw it, falling out of bounds and try and make something out of it. But Hallsville's defense... Makes the stand and a turnover on downs. Hold, hold on a moment here. I think a late flag may have came in, and it would, may have even either been pass interference or roughing the passer wow. because they're moving the chains and giving the uh, first down to Palmyra. I was with you. Wow, it seemed like yeah. everyone was walking off the field, and then a late sort of flag there will move the ball from the 45 all the way up to the 35. So I'd have to guess 15-yard penalty maybe rushing the passer as multiple defenders were chasing Palmyra quarterback Marty Smizer wasn't sure because we can't hear the call but either way that's a first down now at the 35 so Smizer will take the snap he's looking left all day to throw will now step up in the pocket he is going to look to take it but he has hit from behind and brought down at the 35 yard line and making the play getting into the backfield is the defensive end Kale Nichols and on first down he gets the snap the sack of the Palmyra quarterback yeah great job by Cal Nichols right there getting the sack, the first sack of the game for the Hallsville Indians. Well needed to finally get Smizer on the ground. Second and 10 from the 35. We're down at 21 seconds and still counting. Palmyra's got to go. Smizer looks, throws up the seam, and it's going to be off the hands of the antenna receiver, Aaron Ritchie. He had him at it just inside the 20-yard line, but the throw was airmailed just a little bit and went off the hands, incomplete. Now third and 10 upcoming with 16 seconds to go on the half. Yeah, Palmyra right now with the ball. 
on the Hallsville Indian side of the field about the 36 yard line and like we were saying they got very fortunate there as the refs called I think it was pass interference or roughing the passer to keep this drive alive and we will see if they have something in store of getting points on the scoreboard and that needs to be a touchdown if you're the Panthers. Third down and 10, Smyzer looking to buy time. I think they're just gonna try and chuck it deep but he's under pressure, he's running for his life. Now he gets away, he's gonna cut it up field to the 35, still running, angles left at the 30, he's trying to cut it up field. Now gets away to the 20 yard line, still running. He's hit at the 10 and he's brought down and that will end the half on one heck of an effort by Smyzer. Man, I, think I, I, I just have to say before we go to break, I don't know how Smizer found a way to get out of that. He went probably like 10 yards I, backwards and then ran all the way forward somehow and almost ended up I mean, he breaking was, free he of was, some Hallsville Indian tacklers. He was one tackle broken away <laughs> yeah. from taking that one for six and a 35-yard rushing touchdown, but he was just in time angled out of bounds. He probably ran for 80 yards on the play the way he went back and then all the way to the right and then all the way back to his left. Have to give credit there for Schmeiser because that was one heck of a run, but it took all of the 15 seconds that were left on the clock, and that will do it for the first half. So as both teams head to the locker room, we're going to take a quick break. Then we'll be back to recap the first half, give a little bit of halftime coverage as the band now taking the field here in Hallsville. It was a successful first half for the Indians. They lead this one 36-14. We'll take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense attention indians fans here's your chance to help the student athletes of hallsville by becoming a member of the hallsville athletic boosters your gifts help provide all hallsville athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford you can join the hallsville athletic boosters this season for as little as 25 dollars. membership is open to everyone interested in joining look them up on facebook by searching hallsville athletic boosters or email them at hallsville athletic boosters at gmail.com let's go indians Hello, Blake Gasaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust 
Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, RetrievingFreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Dot com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. One a very successful half of football just wrapped up in the books for the Hallsville Indians in their first game of the season, getting the opportunity to open the season at home here this season against Palmyra, and they have taken a big advantage of that opportunity here so far as they lead this one 36-14 at halftime. Welcome in, everyone, on this halftime coverage on the Show Me Sports Network, Hallsville and Palmyra. Hallsville leading this one 36-14 with just about nine minutes till we kick off for the second half. And just we mentioned, especially when we interview head coach Justin Conyers during the week, how much of an emphasis they put on playing well against this Palmyra team, a team that beat them twice two years ago and then gave them a whole lot to handle last season. And so far through one half, they've already scored more points than they did in the entire game against Palmyra last season. I think that has to feel very, very good. Oh, yeah, for sure, especially what you were just saying about Justin Conyers, the way he reiterated to us how he wants his team to come out here, you know, with some success, and they definitely have done that. Check that off the pregame game log for Coach Connors because his team has definitely done what he has been wanting them to do from the get-go, from practice and to start off the season. You couldn't ask for a better start of 36-14, to 14, and especially the way Colton Nichols is playing in replace of Tiger Cobb. Well, let's talk about the five drives on offense for Hallsville in that first half as they are currently in the locker room, but will be back out in just a moment for the second half. It all got started on their own 24-yard line. Hallsville got the ball first. They very quickly went 76 yards and capped it off with a 6-yard Colton Nichols rushing touchdown. Their next two drives started at the 50-yard line each. Once again, no problem as the second drive ended in a Josh Everson 3-yard rushing touchdown. Excuse me, that is Gage Everson. 
that add the three-yard rushing touchdown. And then the third drive ended in a fourth down receiving touchdown to wide receiver. At, uh, excuse me, this drive was the one that had the screen pass to Xavier Stinson. That was around a 40-yard screen pass that went all the way for a touchdown. The fourth drive was the receiving yard touchdown on fourth down. That was 15 yards to Landon Seavers. And then the final offensive drive of the half ended in a three-yard rushing touchdown for Colton Nichols. So all in all, three touchdowns on the ground, two through the air, and in total, four touchdowns in the half for Colton Nichols. One heck of a first half for him. And big thing, too, uh, one of our big keys was about, one, getting out to lead early, but also offensive line protection. And it doesn't even seem like there's been a whole lot of plays where Nichols had to get the ball quickly. He's had all day back there to throw. Certainly some of it helps with his mobility, but, I mean, there has really not been a whole lot of pressure on him. No, yeah, his senior uh, stout offensive line has done a great job keeping him upright. Another thing that Coach Connors was telling us in the pregame show a couple days ago, and they have done just that. And Colton Nichols, we'll see if he can keep it up the way he has been playing here in the first half. I wouldn't be surprised if that offensive line keeps playing as stout as they are keeping him upright and not on his back do want to talk a little bit about the palmyra offense because there are two teams playing in this game the offense that put up 14 points in the first half there were five drives in total and i honestly they only put up 14 points i don't think you can put a ton of blame on this Palmyra offense because they're clearly pressing because they know they have to be pretty perfect with how their defense has been playing. It was not a good start for Palmyra. Their first drive went three plays, negative seven yards, and a punt. They did get back on track on the second drive of the game. They started at their own 27, went 20, or excuse me, went 73 yards and ended with a 24-yard receiving touchdown by wide receiver Ethan Red. That came on fourth down and 14. And Marty Smizer hung in the pocket, then delivered a perfect ball to Red for the touchdown. Next drive was a punt for Palmyra. Then they once again got in the end zone on a two-yard rushing touchdown by Marty Smizer. Then their final drive of the half. They were into Hallsville territory, but the clock ran out. No more timeouts for them to spend. And that leads us at our score of 36-14. All in all, I really don't think Marty Smizer, the quarterback for Palmyra, had that bad of a half. I mean, Although they only scored on two out of their five drives, he clearly was making things happen with his legs and delivered a beautiful throw to Red for that passing touchdown on their on their second drive. Yeah, you're right, Ben. Smizer has been doing all that he can for the Palmyra Panthers, and he has just been trying to dictate with his legs, which he's had success. And, you know, let's just see what they can do here in the second half. You know, they're down 34-14. to 14. They're down by four scores, and they just got to take it one possession at a time and their defense, you know, has got to come out here. You know, their offense is starting with the ball. You know, a thing well needed for Palmyra being down by 22 points to start the second half, starting off with the ball to start the second half. But right when Hallsville gets that ball back, depending on if they score or not for their first possession coming out of the locker room, they just have to find a way to keep Colton Nichols in check because everything is running through him and when he's having success, so is Hallsville. Well, Palmyra will be getting the ball to start the second half, then that will take place in just about four minutes. Let's give a couple scores from around the area. There's a whole lot of football taking place here on this Friday night in mid-Missouri. Let's give you a couple of those games. Pleasant Hill, a big lead over Boonville in the first half. They lead that one 33-7, a Boonville team that Hallsville faced at the uh, Jamboree last Friday night. And that Boonville offense gave Hallsville some trouble, but Boonville is giving 
No trouble to Pleasant Hill as Pleasant Hall is in complete control of that one. Another game we got going on a close game in Mexico. Centralia versus Mexico. Centralia leads 14 to 12 at the half. That should be a pretty good second half coming up there. Missouri Military Academy and Russellville are going head-to-head here this evening. Russellville with a 35 to nothing lead there in that one. One more score for you for your Columbia residents. Hickman High School currently not looking too hot with two minutes to go in the first half. They're trailing against the North Kansas City Hornets 14 to nothing. So a whole lot of blowouts, including our games here so far this evening. But best game so far, certainly Centralia and Mexico. Overall, though, I think you and I are just hoping for some more points on the scoreboard for Hallsville. And then uh, what should be a pretty fun post-game interview if the score holds with head coach Justin Kiners after the game. Don't want to speak too soon because, I mean, if, if roles are reversed and Palmyra has a similar half that Hallsville did on offense, then we could be having a completely different story. But it, it just seems so far like Hallsville has got everything working. Yeah, you're definitely right about that. And we'll see if they keep putting points up on the scoreboard if Colton Nichols will play the whole game and maybe some of the other guys will get to come in, you know, their second and third strings and let them play as well because, you know, they're already up 36-14. to 14. Let's see what they do here in the third quarter. Maybe put a couple more points on the scoreboard, and we'll see what Justin Connors does. But, yeah. Well, don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We are just about two minutes from the second half getting underway, and you're not going to want to miss any of this prolific Hallsville offense. They lead 36-14, to 14, and we'll have the rest of this ball game, this third and fourth quarters for you on the Show Me Sports Network when we return in just a couple minutes. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense attention indians fans here's your chance to help the student athletes of hallsville by becoming a member of the hallsville athletic boosters your gifts help provide all hallsville athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford you can join the hallsville athletic boosters this season for as little as 25 dollars. membership is open to everyone interested in joining look them up on facebook by searching hallsville athletic boosters or email them at hallsville athletic boosters at gmail.com let's go indians the following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions 
In today's world, injury prevention is at the top of everyone's list. However, heat-related occurrences get routinely overlooked. Zealous WBGT puts that front and center. By using cutting-edge formulas and technology, Zealous WBGT streamlines and simplifies obtaining and documenting wet bulb globe temperature readings. With a simple touch of a button, you can check WBGT anywhere in the world, receiving alerts when the WBGT goes over the threshold you select. Join the stress-free way to protect student-athletes, employees, and overall operations from extreme heat by downloading the free Zealous WBGT app today. Save time, save money, save lives with Zealous WBGT. Hello, Blake Gazaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. Just about ready to go for some more football here in Hallsville, Missouri, Hallsville and Palmyra on this opening night of the high school football season. And for your Hallsville Indians, a very good start as they lead 36 to 14. With just about 30 seconds till we get the second half underway. Hope everyone tuning in with us tonight is having a great Friday night. I know we are. Could not ask for a better night here at the stadium. And as the Hallsville return team huddles up, excuse me, Hallsville kicking team huddles up, we are just about ready to go. Hallsville got the ball to start the game, so it'll be Palmyra on offense to start this second half. Let's yeah, let's see what Palmyra can do right here, receiving this opening second half kickoff. And see if they can get some good field position. Like we were talking about there in the first half, they didn't have a lot of drives with good field position. They were kind of backed up. So hopefully they can start off this second half with some good field position. So here we go. Raise of the right arm, and then the kick is boomed deep by Hallsville. It's brought in at the 20 by Palmyra, and then turning it upfield to the 30 now. Making a couple news moves as McCone as he's returned most of the kicks, and then he is then flung down right at about the 30-yard line. So that's where Palmyra will start some of their best field position of the day, and we'll see what they've got in store on offense. Waiting to see where they officially say that this drive is beginning. Looking to put that football down. Ref is running over to place it, and they will mark it at the 30-yard line. So Palmyra is going to have to go 70 yards to get into the end zone. First down and 10 upcoming. Yep, right at the 30. These fans still in it. Yeah, they know their home team's up 22 points, but they are still loud. They are still electric, and so is that student section. I don't think they've sat down yet, Ben. Uh, pistol formation coming for Palmyra to start the half. 
Number 24, Hankins in the backfield and Smizer in the shotgun. It's going to be a give in motion to McGowan. Turns it upfield. He's at the 35, still driving his way all the way up to the 41-yard line. And Ryan McGowan has got a first down on the ground and a nice start to the drive here for the Palmyra Panthers. Yeah, great start for the Palmyra Panthers. Ryan McGowan, great run right up the middle there. Well needed to get their first first down here of the second half. Palmyra going to be moving quickly. They trail this one by 22, so they're going no auto. Once again, pistol formation for the Palmyra offense. Two wide receivers on the right side of the field, another two on the left. So they're clearly looking to move the ball quickly. Smizer's going to keep it himself on the read option, running left side. He's at the 50. He breaks tackle. Now he's at the 45, still Shake driving inside Hallsville territory and then out of bounds. Let's see where they mark him, but it's inside the Hallsville 40-yard line. A nice run on the read option, and they're going to say he got to the 38-yard line. So that was a rush of 21 yards for the quarterback. Yeah, what a run by Smizer there for 21 yards. He was shaking and baking, and man, is he shifty. Hallsville having a hard time right now taking him down. So actually the 39-yard line of Hallsville for Palmyra. Just a couple plays into this opening drive of the second half that are going to cut this to a two-score game. Pistol formation like usual, and it's going to be give up the middle and then running strong to the 35-yard line is Hankins, the running back. How to go as a gain of four yards. They will put the ball down at the 35, second and six upcoming. Yeah, good job right there by Hankins just to get some yardage. Lowered the shoulders. Pushed it through his offensive line and just laid forward and was able to pick up four. Both these teams looking to get to 1-0 and on the season. Hallsville won their first 10 games last year. They're in good position to win the first year tonight. Another give to Hankins. He runs left side. He kicks on a couple of Hallsville tacklers and then drives his way to the 31. That'll be another gain of four yards. That'll bring up third and two. So not moving the ball too quickly the last couple of plays. But Hankins being efficient. And he's got a very manageable third down and short upcoming. Yeah, I like how they're getting the play in right away. Uh, Kevin Miles to his quarterback, Marty Smizer. Because right now they need to score a touchdown, and that clock is not their friend. 10:25 left here in the third, but they are pushing it. Third and two from the 31-yard line. Two men in the backfield. That's McGone and Hankins. Smizer's got it. He will keep it on the read option. He makes a shifty move, then pitches to McGone, who's got it at the 25-yard line. That's where he swung down, and the pitch play off of the read option works to perfection. That'll go down as a gain of just about six yards and a first down. And that'll keep the drive alive for Palmyra. A really creative play there. His first was the fake on the read option between Smizer and Hankins. But then the pitch to McGillen around the right side. And he took it up to the 24. So they'll pick up, they say, six or seven on the play. And now first down to 10 just outside of the red zone now. And 10 minutes ago in the third quarter. Hallsville leading this one by 22 points, 36 to 14. But Smizer looking for his third touchdown of the game. He's got the snap. He will give right up the gut to Hankins. Breaks the tackle. He's at the 20, and then, like usual, falls forward. He's down to the 19-yard line, a gain of five. And you can expect that from Hankins just about every time he gets the ball. He's running north and south, and he's had some good, efficient carries for this Palmyra offense. Yeah, he's doing a great job running north and south and not east and west. And he's making that initial cut, and he's getting up the field. Great move by Hankins and run there to get five yards. Palmyra right now needs a touchdown and they're doing exactly what Kevin Miles has been wanting them to do coming out of the locker room here early in the second half. 10 drives for both sides combined in the first half. Seven of them ended in touchdowns 
and looking to continue that with a touchdown here. Palmyra on their first drive of the half. Coming in motion and getting the carrier on the right side is, is the uh, Hitchie, and he now falls forward to the 15-yard line. Title down is a gain of about four as Richie came in motion. And now a little scuffle going on, but the rest will separate before anything else happens. Two players on opposite sides are going at it. But no flag is thrown, and then on the play, that'll be a nice gain of about four or five yards as this drive keeps on moving for Palmyra. So second and five upcoming is they, excuse me, not second and five. It was second and five. It's now third and one after the four-yard run by Richie, who is coming in motion. So at the 15-yard line is Palmyra. They need just a yard as they've ran it every play on this drive. So you can almost assume that's what they'll go with here on this play upcoming, only needing a few yards. Pistol formation as Richie goes in motion now into the backfield. Smizer will keep it himself. He's hit immediately, and I don't even think he got back to the line of scrimmage. Two defenders for Hallsville closed on him very, very quickly. One of them was Riley Barnes, number 59. Didn't see who the other one was, but either way, I think that was uh, Kale Nichols who got there in the backfield as well, the two defensive linemen, and they will lead to a loss of yards on the play, fourth down upcoming. Yeah, great job by the both of them right there, able to get to Smizer and wrapping him up, and now we got a fourth down that pot. Palmyra needs to convert. So Not what they wanted to do, being backed up. Loss of one on the carry by Smizer. They go backwards. It's now fourth and two on the 16-yard line. And I think Hallsville is starting to figure out that the Palmyra team wants to run the ball on this drive. We'll see what they do here. Fourth and two, seven to go in the third quarter. Goes in motion. It's going to be a pitch to Richie running to the left. He's got to get to the corner, and he does. Now he's inside the 10 and drives his way to about the six or seven-yard line. So that'll go as a gain of about 10 yards on the play. They mark him down at the six, and a big four-down conversion when they needed it as Richie took the pitch and then cut up field for the first down, used the speed to get to the corner there. Yeah, a great run right there by Richie. Well-needed fourth-down conversion for the Panthers, and they got it. So six yards away are the Palmyra Panthers looking to cap off a drive that started at their own 30. They are taking up quite a bit of time here, over five minutes already on this drive. They trail by 22. Richie going in motion again. Smizer will keep it himself, but now pitch. The ball's on the ground. Who's got it? It's a pileup for the football, and the pitch was dropped, but I think Palmyra is going to stick with that football. Yeah, that would have so. almost been an incredible turnover for Hallsville. Would have been their first turnover of the game. Yeah, I think Smizer was able to recover the football there. He was trying to pitch it to Richie, and it looked like they both just weren't on the same page. He wasn't ready for it, and it hit him, then hit the ground. There were a bunch of Hallsville you know, defensive players right there around the football, but able to recover was Miser. So loss of three on the play. It's now second and goal from the nine. Two wide receivers along with two men in the backfield. That's Hankins and Richie in the backfield. And then one wide receiver on each side of the field. Snap and then a turn and a handoff going right side is Hankins. He fights for contact and then powers his way to the five yard line for a nice gain. Pretty much gets them right back to where they were. And it actually wasn't even Hankins who got the carry on that play. I think that was Richie who took it. But either way, it's now going to be third and goal from the five. Yeah, good job there by Richie getting some actually, yardage back. Wasn't even by the running back. It was Ryan McKellen. They have so many guys that they use <laughs> back there. But regardless, it's now third and goal from the five. Yeah, Ryan McGowan, as we are clearing up who it was, great run there just to get them back to the initial spot. And they really need a touchdown here. And really on this drive, they've been using way too much clock. It's 532 left in the third. Third down and goal from the five, going in motion and taking the handoff left side. 
I don't even know who has it, but regardless, they're not going to get in as making the tackle outside of the five-yard line will be the Hallsville defense. It was Bogue who came in motion and took the carry, and he met nothing but Hallsville defenders. That was almost a triple option, it looked like, and no matter who had the football, they weren't gaining a whole lot of yards. They actually went backward. It's now fourth and goal, and Paul Meyer is sensing the importance of this down is going to take a timeout. This yeah. is a drive that has taken up near seven minutes to end, and anything other than a touchdown would be pretty deflating for Palmyra. Yeah, for real. You're right about that, Ben. This drive has really soured and, yeah, soured and spoiled for Palmyra, and they just really have been eating up too much clock. Hallswell hasn't even been able to touch the football here in this third quarter because Palmyra's had it for seven minutes since the start of halftime, and... Yeah, they're just eating way too much clock. They got to bounce it in right here. A timeout taken by Kevin Miles. Probably one he didn't want to take, but they got to figure something out because they have to score quick because they sense, they're using way too much time. They sense how important this drive is. I mean, now you're down to just 17 minutes left in the entire game in total after you've taken up just so much time here on this opening drive, and mainly because they've been so grounded pound. But after going backwards, losing three yards on the third at goal play, I mean, they've basically got to get the whole eight, eight yards here to cut this to a two-score game. So we'll see what Coach Miles calls up for Paul Myra coming out of the huddle. Looks like they're going to go trips wide receivers to the right side of the field as in the gun is the quarterback, Smizer. Looks like they're going to roll with Richie in the backfield and then yeah, three wide go. receivers to the right. Crowd senses the moment. The Hallsville players they are, are asking them to get loud. So fourth and goal from the eight. This could potentially decide the game right here if Hallsville can get a stop. Here we go, Smizer in the gun. He's going to look to pass all the way. He will throw the slant, the slide and grab. Is it made? It wow, is for the catch. touchdown. Nice slide and grab there by the receiver to the left side of the field. Still haven't been able to see who what it is. I believe that's Ryan McGowan who made the sliding catch. Nope, that was Ethan Red. That's the one who makes the touchdown grab on fourth and eight. That's his second receiving touchdown of the game and keeps Palmyra alive in this one. Yeah, another great catch by Ethan Red. And now Palm. Palmyra only down by 16, and they are going to go for two. Well needed. They need it. So 16-point game after the eight-yard passing touchdown to the sliding receiver, Ethan Reddy. He's come up twice now on fourth-down touchdowns, and here comes a two-point conversion. Smizer takes a snap. He will immediately pitch it to Richie running right side. He's got to break a tackle. He's still driving, and he powers he's, his he's way short, in. yeah. No, I thought they ruled he powered his way in. What was the call? Nope, he is short. You are right. Yeah, the uh, sideline official there right by the goal line. Got a great look at it. And, yeah, Richie is short. So Palmyra is not going to get the two-point conversion. That would have really helped to make it a two-score game, but now it's still a three-score game. One heck of an effort there, I will say, by Richie, who tried to get in for the two points as he continued to make his way towards the goal line. And, I mean, I, I honestly think that could have called that may have been able to go either way. Yeah, he was it was right really close. Line, yeah, so. he was trying to get that ball across the goal line, and he was just not able to. And now Hallsville is going to have their first possession of the second half. Isn't that weird to say? Because there's only five minutes left of the third quarter. I mean, it's... 
uh, now a 16-point game, so Hallsville still got some work to do. But I feel like if they really wanted to, they could burn a whole lot of clock here and just put the ball on the ground. Oh, they uh, could. Run the ball on the ground. No, put the ball on the yeah. ground. Regardless, we'll see what they've got coming in store and heading out onto the field to return this upcoming kick is Gage Harrison. He's been the returner all night. Looks like Paul Meyer is ready to kick this thing off. They're just waiting for Hallsville to enter the field. Now here they come in a 36-20 game with 5-0-1 to go in the third quarter. Like you said, so strange that this is the first time we're seeing this Hallsville offense here in the second half. Yeah, it was about a seven-minute drive there by the Panthers just to score to start off the uh, second half. Well, I think the best thing Hallsville can do here is after that long drive and in a touchdown, Palmyra feeling like they're right back in it. If Hallsville goes down here and scores pretty quickly, that would be a real rally killer for the Panthers. We'll see if Hallsville's got that in store as the right arm will be raised of the kicker for Palmyra. Here he comes, and he booms it away. Nope, it's an onside kick, and that's not even going to go 10 yards. Regardless, it was recovered by Hallsville at the 47-yard line of Palmyra. So once again, incredible field position, even if that ball wasn't recovered. Um, it wasn't even going anywhere close to 10 yards. Regardless, it was falling on by number 66, Tyson Perigo. And nice work there by the recovery team. And now we'll see what Hallsville can do on offense. Yeah, that was very gutsy right there by the Palmyra Panthers. And now they're giving great field position to Colton Nichols, who is now having first possession of the second half for this offense. And... That's a recipe for disaster if you're the Panthers. It was gutsy, but hopefully their defense can make a stand. We will see. Three wide receivers on the field for Hallsville and one running back in the backfield. It's going to be a give to Harrison. Nope, it's a fake. Nichols has got it. He's got green. Grats ahead. Breaks the tackle. 35. And there oh, he goes. Gone. 15. He 10. is gone. Touchdown, Colton Nichols. 47 yards to the house. His third rushing touchdown of the game as he broke one tackle and was loose. Wow. And that is exactly the rally killer. You need seven minutes to score a touchdown. Here we go. We'll do it in nine seconds. How about that? Yeah, for real. Colton Nichols goes, well, hey, thanks for giving me back the football because I'm going to do what I've been doing all night, and that's making it rain Nichols out here on this Hallsville football field. My gosh, has he been an animal all night, and that is his third rushing touchdown of the game. Someone say MVP of week one for FNF for sure. I, I, I can't disagree with you there. Realize my slider was down. I was going to say, can't disagree with you there on that one. I mean, five touchdowns already and six drives for the new quarterback, Colton Nichols. That's about as good as you can do for the junior product. They are going to go for two, leading 42-20. to 20. And now before the play even happens, I think we're going to get a flag on the play. It's actually a delay of game. Yep, Hallsville yeah, took delay, too long yeah. getting ready there. I'll tell you what, the read option is not only fooling me, but it's fooling the entire Palmyra defense because once Nichols kept that football, he had to beat just one man, and he did just that, taking it 47 yards to the house. Yeah, I'm just glad I'm not out there you know, as well, Ben, because I don't know if I would be able to take down Colton Nichols the way he is running, and he is just bulldozing over Panthers left and right. So now we'll back it up. Looks like we're going to take the snap from just about the 10-yard line on the two-point conversion. Nichols will give it to Everson. Nope, he drops the ball, and it'll be falling on by Palmyra. So two-point conversion, no good, as there was some miscommunication there on the read option as that ball fell to the grass. Regardless, it is another touchdown for Hallsville. Six for six on their drives with touchdowns. They lead this one 42-20. to We'll take a quick break, and by the time we come back, Hallsville may score another touchdown. Who knows? We'll be back in just a moment on the Show Me Sports Network. 
Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Dot com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. Back on the Show Me Sports Network, Ben Schmidt and Justin Kraft. And no, ladies and gentlemen, Hallsville did not score another touchdown while we are away, although it feels like they're scoring every time I open my mouth as they will now kick this one away to Palmyra. A couple guys go for it. It's now picked up at the 20, running right is the usual return to McCowney. Now gets to the 30 and then is brought down and pushed out of bounds at about the 33-yard line. A nice tackle there on the kicking game. I'll let you know who that it was that made the tackle in just a moment. I think that was number 12, Abe Rhodes. Yep, so a nice play there by Rhodes running down the return of McCown. And now I'm sure very deflating because once again the Paul Meyer def- or offense coming back out here after their defense just got ran all over. Yeah, for real, especially it only took nine seconds for Colton Nichols to, you know, run it and completely exploit their defense for another touchdown. So Nichols gets the 47-yard rushing touchdown, his third rushing touchdown of the game. He's got five touchdowns in total and well on his way to, uh, I think you and I agree. I mean, we don't see the other scores, so don't totally know, but I mean, he's got to be up there with one of the best performances of the week. So now 42-20, to Hallsville leads with 4.43 to go in the third quarter and Marty Smizer in the Palmyra offense coming back out to try and get back in the end zone. Looks like a read option and a give to Hankins up the middle and he's met pretty quickly, barely gets back to the 40-yard line. Yeah, great job right there by the Hallsville Indians defense. Really uh, compacting the running room for Hankins and Hankins not able to get much, only no gain on the play for the Panthers. So... We'll see what Palmyra does. Once again, they're working out of the pistol formation with Smizer and Hankins back there, starting this drive at their own 35. Second and 10 upcoming. It's going to give you a give left side to McGowan. He's following his blockers, but he's going to be hit. Now breaks a tackle and still driving his way forward. A really nice run for McGowan, who gets all the way up past the 40-yard line. They're going to mark him down at the 41. That's a nice gain of six. He had to work hard for that one. Yeah, he definitely did. Good job by McGowan right there, just keeping his feet going and finding a way to get six. So second and four upcoming, excuse me, third and four upcoming after the second and ten rush of six. Don't think Palmyra can afford another seven-minute drive here on this one as we've got just about 15 and a half minutes left in this game in total, and they trail this one by 22 points. Indians are uh, making it look pretty easy on the offensive side of the ball. So now third and four upcoming from the 41-yard line of Palmyra. 
receiver going in motion. Believe that is Richie. Actually, no, it's McGowan. It's going to be a QB option. The ball's put on the ground. Hosel's falls on it, and they've got the football. And Smizer put it on the turf, and falling on it was the Hallsville defense. And going back the other way will be the Indians as a fumble will be recovered by Kale Nichols, the defensive end. He's been in the backfield all game long, and O'Nichols recovers the fumble to give Hallsville the ball. They're in business already inside the 35-yard line. Yeah, great recovery right there by Kale Nichols, and the defense comes up with a turnover and not what the Panthers needed. And now the man that has been running the show all night here in Hallsville, good old Colton Nichols has the ball back and great field position so at the 33-yard line. Read option goes absolutely terrible for the Palmyra offense, and it results in a Kale Nichols fumble recovery. The 205-pound, six-foot-tall senior has been living in the backfield all night long, and so he gets rewarded there with a fumble recovery. Now, like you said, first and 10 at the 33 of Palmyra, and Hallsville looking to make it seven straight drives with a touchdown. It's going to be a screen left side, but it is dropped. Uh, no, they rule is behind the line, so it's actually a fumble and picking it back up and then falling forward is Gage Harrison. So alertly there, Harrison picking that ball up once he realized it was a lateral. I think yeah. a couple Hallsville players are trying to say that was a forward, forward pass. Yeah, it looked like at first it was a forward pass, but then the referees did not blow the whistle at all. And then, yeah, great job to so pick it up. It's going to be a, I believe, just a no gain on the play. Can't see exactly. Yep, they, rule, they do overturn it, rule and incomplete. So you and I... We're smart, correcting smart. our assumptions. Yeah, yeah. So it's just going to be second down to 10. Colton Nichols and the rest of the Hallsville offense still out there as they have scored the touchdown on all six drives. Three, four through the air and, excuse me, four on the ground and two through the air. And now see what Nichols has in store. We're going to get his sixth touchdown himself. He's got three rushing, two passing. Three wide receivers set to the left side of the field along with a running back in the backfield. Colton Nichols is in the shotgun. He will clap the hands and take the snap. It's a design run to the right side. He's got space. He angles to the right side. Stiff arms and turns it upfield. He's still running and trucks the defender and makes his way down inside the 15-yard line. They actually rule him down at the 17-yard line, but Nichols not afraid of contact there, taking it on, head on, and falls forward for a first down. Yeah, Colton Nichols again breaking tackles and just exploiting that defense and running it by them. So first and 10 upcoming at the 17. Screen pass out left side and it's going to go as a loss of yards as on the receiving end of the screen was Gage Arbison and so that'll go as a loss of a couple yards on the play. Actually they're going to rule just no gain. So second and 10 upcoming. 2.21 to go in the third quarter and Hallsville easily out in front of this one. Second and 10. Three wide receivers on the right and one to the left. Nichols back to throw. He's going to loft it. End zone. Oh, Sideline catch. Throw. Did he get the feet in? Waiting for a signal. Yeah, touchdown. Receiving touchdown. Isaac Stinson. And there's some toe drag swag for you. Dragging the back foot as he went out of bounds. And a beauty of a throw and an even wow. better catch there by Stinson. What a heck of a play there by Hallsville as they've got their seventh touchdown of the game. Yeah, what a catch by Isaac Stinson. My goodness to keep his eyes on it, keep his feet in bounds along the sideline, the corner of the end zone. Wow, what a catch, what a pass by Colton Nichols. Man, Sports Center, where are you at? That needs to be on the top yeah, that, 10 for That sure. certainly needs to be on Nate Burleson's toe drag swag there because that was some fancy footwork on the left side of the end zone. And kind of like the one earlier, the only question would be whether or not he was in bounds, and Stinson certainly was. So now 48-20 to 20 going for two, throwing to the end zone, and that is complete. 
as it looks like they went to the tight end Xavier Stinson. So the Stinson bros team up for the eight points on that drive and then Hallsville once again making it look easy. And ladies and gentlemen, they have put up a 50 burger here on this Friday night. They lead by 30 points. Yeah, they are just putting up points in bunches. Like you said, they have put up a 50 burger and man, are the Hallsville fans loving that. I know a lot of them in the stands are eating burgers of their own, but they're loving what is up there on the scoreboard in that 50 burger right now. So seven offensive offensive possessions for the Hallsville offense and seven touchdowns, 50 points total. And with just over two minutes to go in the third quarter, they are running away with this one, ladies and gentlemen. Three passing touchdowns to go with three rushing touchdowns for Colton Nichols and pretty much everyone getting involved. The tight end, Xavier Stinson, one receiving touchdown. Isaac Stinson, a receiving touchdown. Layden Severs, a receiving touchdown. I mean... If we could just get Lampkins one. I mean, Man, we'll, who, who doesn't have a touchdown yeah, I mean, this, on this Hallsville offense? This, is, this you know? has been one heck of a showing from Hallsville now getting ready to kick it back off. And I would assume, I, I don't know what the score threshold is, but we are most likely approaching running clock territory. Yeah, I think so. So 50-20 to 20 now after the touchdown and successful two-point conversion. I'm giving, when the game not over, and I'm getting Isaac Stinson the touchdown of the night right there. We've seen some good ones, but that was... Some real good footwork that I think would make a lot of the pros proud there for the wide receiver of Hallsville. Kickoff mm -hmm. is boomed inside the 30-yard line. It's picked up at the 19 by the Palmyra Turner. That's McGowan, and he runs to the 30 where he is met right there in his tracks, and that's where Palmyra will start upcoming their eighth drive of the game. They're looking to get their fourth touchdown of the game. Yeah, I would just like to say one thing. The Hallsville defense has really turned it up here in the second half. They have played a lot better against that Palmyra offense and they have just held Palmyra right now to only six points with two minutes left here in the third quarter. On the tackle, on the kickoff for the Hallsville return team, or excuse me, kicking team was Elijah Proskosil. Pardon me if I was not able to get that one correctly. I do apologize. Regardless, he made a very good tackle to knock down McGowan at the 30-yard line, and that's Will Palmyra will start. They've got to go 70 yards, and they've got to do it in a hurry just two minutes ago in the third quarter, and they trail by 30. Smizer shotgun formation, one running back back there. He will turn and give left side. Hankins moving left side and spins his way up to about the 37-yard line, so some tough running there by the running back, Hankins. Hankins has had a decent game tonight and he moves ahead for a gain of seven there on first down. Yeah, he sure has. I'm surprised Palmyra is still going with the run here, especially down by 30, running clock now, minute 39 here in the third. They got to get something through the air, and it needs to be a big play. If they want to try and make this scoreboard look like somewhat of a competitive loss and a blowout. Refuel eight-yard gain on the Hankins run, so it is second and two from the 38. Balls put on the ground, multiple players falling on it. It's going to be picked up by Richie, who then was able to spin all the way up to about the 38-yard line. So, I mean, for what could have been a play much, much worse, Richie turns what was almost a fumble and a turnover into basically a gain of no yards. Yeah, great job by Richie. Just his instincts there to pick up the football because you're right, that could have been really bad. That would have been back-to-back -back drives of the turnover. And that would just bring more excitement to this Hallsville stands and all these fans that are here today because they're just loving it. Richie actually giving credit for a gain of one there. So it is third and one at the 39 if Smizer now goes up under center needing just one yard for Palmyra. I think he's trying to drive Hallsville offside. Now take the snap. It's a QB sneak. He runs up the gut and it's going to be very, very close whether he picked that one up. Uh, I don't know. I think they're going to. Yeah, he's a little short. No, they, they I think oh, they they're going to. It bad. was close. Yeah. He got about two yards, and he needed one. So 
Moving the change now on the carry for Smizer. He basically just ran a QB sneak right there, and he keeps this Palmyra drive alive. Although, Halsley, yeah. you can't be too upset because they're just not moving the ball very quickly, and we're now 30 seconds away from this quarter ending. And Palmyra are not going to be able to come back from down 30 at moving the ball like this pace. So. Yeah, we'll see what they can do here. Good job by Smizer getting that first down. Thought he was short but he was just able to get it. Give to Hankins, right side, breaks a tackle in the back here, now cutting right, and he has met behind the 40-yard line. Nice play by number 31, Landon Sievers getting in the backfield. Pretty easy to tell when Sievers makes a play with those bright green gloves, and that'll lead to a loss of a couple yards on the play as Sievers came charging in to make the tackle in the backfield. Yeah, that distinct green color is a standout color, but he's been a standout player. He's been doing it on both sides of the ball. The catch and touchdowns from Colton Nichols and doing it defensively, especially with that tackle there. Getting to uh, Ashton Hankins for the loss of two, and now that's the end of the quarter. Another successful one for the Hallsville Indians as they came into the half with 36 points, and they add 14 more to put a 50-burger up on the scoreboard. Fourth quarter upcoming, 50-20. to 20. Hallsville leads. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. quarter here on the Show Me Sports Network as the two teams will flip sides with 12 minutes to go in this one. Halls are leading 50-20 to 20 on the Show Me Sports Network. Ben Schmidt, Justin Kraft, thanks for spending your Friday night with us here as we bring this game to you live from Hallsville, Missouri. Did want to update. Looks like quarterback Marty Smizer is no longer in the game. Team has turned to Aaron Ritchie, wide receiver, running back, Basically, do it all players now taking the snaps. Makes sense considering this scoreboard currently. And now we'll see what Richie has got in store for this final quarter with Smizer now out of the game. In the backfield still is Hankins going in motion is McGone. Richie will turn and give it to Hankins, who is met right at the line and pushes his way essentially for about a yard, gets it up to the 41. That'll make it third and 10. But once again, Palmyra not moving too quickly. I do want to say with Smizer leaving the game, I don't think a whole lot of blame can be placed on him for this one tonight. It, it, it was a very good Hallsville team that he had to face, and he really a lot of times made something out of nothing with his legs. Yeah, he definitely did, and especially the secondary, you know, that's led by all seniors by this uh, defense of Hallsville. They've done a great job, you know, containing the wide receivers throughout this game, and Smizer's just you know, hasn't been able to throw and has had to use his legs, and he's done a great job. 39 screen pass to McKellen, who's trying to drive for it, and he will get met at the 49-yard line as Richie threw it to the receiver. But coming up and making the tackle, that looks like that's going to be number one, Braden Matheny, who keeps the Palmyra offense from getting the first down, and that'll bring up fourth and two. So fourth down and two upcoming from the 49-yard line. Palmyra needing just a couple yards to keep this drive alive. We'll see what they've got upcoming. Yeah, with Richie as the quarterback and Smizer out, we'll see if they go to him for possibly 
getting the two yards with the quarterback sneak, depending on if they go up the middle or to the outside. 10.40 to go left in the ball game. Hallsville leading this one by 30 points, up 50 to 20. And with the fourth and two upcoming, Palmyra could not get it figured out. And Coach Miles yeah. and the Palmyra coaching staff is going to call a timeout and rethink this fourth down play. Yeah, that's not what you want to see if you're Kevin Miles having to waste another timeout. You're already down by 30 points and you only got one left. So any more trouble that, you know, happens to happen here in this next 10-34, there's nothing much you can do but just watch. So after the timeout, we'll have a fourth down and two at 10-34 to go in the ballgame. Hallsville's got this one just about all wrapped up as they have been dominant, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Seven drives, seven touchdowns, four on the ground, and three through the air. Six out of the seven, courtesy of Colton Nichols, who has had one heck of a debut here, transitioning to the starting quarterback. He's got three passing touchdowns, one of them to Lane and Sievers, one to Xavier Stinson, and the other to Isaac Stinson. And he has the three others on the ground. The one other rushing touchdown came from running back Gage Harrison. And now fourth down and two upcoming for Palmyra. Back out on the field is Aaron Ritchie, transitional quarterback. He's got Ashton Hankins in the backfield. Two wide receivers on the left side of the field. That's going to be Ethan Red as one of them. Now going in motion is McGone. They're going to give it to McGone, running right side. He's got to make it to the edge. He's trying to turn up field. He will make a spin, and then he will get tackled. I believe that is short of the first down. It is, and that is a turnover on Downs as making the stop will be the Hallsville defense, and now they'll trot back out on offense here with 10.27 to go. Yeah, great job by this Hallsville defense. They have been great since they came out of the locker room. They were a little shaky there in the first half, but they have done a great job here in the second half, and again, a turnover on Downs for the Panthers, and here come the Indians. So just 19 yards gained on that drive for Palmyra before they turn it over on downs. And here comes the Hallsville offense and Colton Nichols along with the rest of the starters still coming back out. We'll see what they've got in store for us. Pistol formation, three wide receivers, two on the right side and one on the left with the running back Harrison in the backfield. Shotgun snap and it'll be a give running right side. Harrison, but he is met very quickly, falls ahead to about the 49 yard line. That'll go like it's a gain of nothing. Second and 10 upcoming. Yeah, great job there by the interior defensive end to get to the running back. No gain, second and 10 for Hallsville. Let's see here if, you know, our man of the show, the Phantom of the Opera, Colin Nick, or Colton Nichols, excuse me, keeps running the show. Nichols and, takes uh, a shotgun snap, flips right, Harrison running outside, he's at the 45, great great he breaks run. a tackle and spins his way down to the 34-yard line, like you mentioned, a great run, and once Harrison turned on the Jets there, he found his way for 15 yards down inside the 35 of Palmyra. Yeah, Colton Nichols again got the football right away, it looked like he was going to take it, Palmyra's defense got a little confused, and then a great run by Isaac Stenson. Oh, Harrison, who turned that one upfield, has been a real treat tonight coming in at running back in relief of Abel Finish. Or yeah, excuse me, Herbinson. Thank you, Ben. So now first down to 10 at the 34, 920 and counting 50 to 30, excuse me, 50 to 20 lead for Hallsville. And now before this first down play, timeout will be taken by Hallsville, making sure they get everything right. Colton Nichols talking over things with his head coach. He could go 
for his seventh touchdown of the game here. Seventh total touchdown as he's got three through the air and three on the ground. This right here would make it seven. One heck of a starting debut for him. I think the coaching staff is getting about just about everything they could have asked for. Yeah, you're definitely right about that. They couldn't ask for anything more the way he has been running the show and running this offense. And he's just got everyone dialed in. And his leadership is dictating, you know, out there on the field here tonight. And it's really resonating to his teammates on the offensive side of the ball, all his offensive linemen and the wide receivers and all the defensemen, all the players on defense. We talked about in the pregame just a little bit what an offense that averaged 304 rushing yards a game last year would do this season on the ground. Well, through one game, I don't think they're a whole. I don't think they're really too worried. You can easily count Nichols for over 100 rushing yards. Harrison has made contributions on the ground. I think this rushing offense is going to be all right. Regardless, Halls will back out on the field, first and ten from the 34-yard line. Two wide receivers line up to the right side, along with a tight end and one load on the left. Shotgun snap is going to be kept by Nichols. He's up the gut. He's at the 30. Angles left, 25. He's oh, got blockers. He He's at the 20 now. Still on the Shaking run. He's at the bang. 15. Spin still going. He's at the 10. Another spin and down at the 9. Colton Nichols, ladies and gentlemen, you can't tackle him, so you might as well stop trying. <laughs> no, yeah, for real. That man is shifty, and my goodness, did he put a couple Panthers in a blender. Man, oh, man. First to go at the nine-yard line as Nichols. That was one of the runs that we kind of saw to Smize earlier, running all the way left and then all the way back uh -huh. right as he put multiple Palmyra defenders on the ground. And now a chance at another touchdown as Nichols looks over at the sideline in front of us for signs here before this play. Three wide receivers and one running back in as shotgun snap up coming to Nichols. He's going to work and give it to left side. No keeping himself oh. up the gut. 10-5. Oh, and no question where he's headed to the end zone. Touchdown, Hallsville. They're a touchdown and the fourth on the ground today for Nichols. There, yeah, there's just nothing you could have yeah. done if you're a Palmyra Panther right there. You know, they knew it was coming right away when he looked over to the sideline, got the call. Nichols goes, let me take it and I'll do the rest, and he just did that. Now 56 to 20, and we still have eight minutes and 15 seconds left here in the fourth quarter, and Hallsville is just patting on more stats, and Nichols is doing just that, and they're two looking to put conversion. up a- Nichols up the guts, and he is easily in for two. It's now 58 to 20, and I mentioned a few minutes ago <laughs> where we were headed, we have officially hit running clock territory. Yeah, oh, and so we, uh, for it, sure. is, it is currently 9.08 uh, time here at the stadium. This game will be over at 9.14 because- Yeah, uh, the, way, the way they're playing, sorry to cut you off there, Ben, no, you're but good. Hallsville is just, like we've been saying all game, dictating the tone and Colton Nichols, my goodness, what a show. Ben and I have been, you know, so glad to just be here and witness this and call this game and see how Colton Nichols is just putting on a treat for not just us, but all the fans here in the stands and definitely that student section. They've had a lot to say and hoot and holler and cheer for Colton Nichols. Well, eight drives for this Hallsville offense and eight touchdowns. 58 points. What more can you ask for? I'm running out of room here on my play sheet to write certain things about the stats that this team is putting up. I mean, I'm going to run out of room to write, oh, Colton Nichols scored yeah. a touchdown. I mean, I think the running clock may prevent any more, and that may be all that we see from Nichols here tonight, but one heck of a showing. And now Hallsville getting ready to kick it off like clockwork, this kicking, this kicking team running out onto the field. Can't tell exactly who it is, but whoever it is going out there doing the kicks is certainly getting his work in tonight for Hallsville. 
Yeah, we'll see what happens the next time if Hallsville gets the ball, because I know Palmyra is not going to want to give the ball back if Colton Nichols is coming back on the field. But we will see if he will come back on the field if Hallsville gets another chance here with 7.48 here in the fourth quarter. 38-point lead for Hallsville with 7.48 to go in the game. And just like it was at the start of the game, the entire Hallsville crowd on their feet for the kickoff. It is booted away. It'll take a bounce at the 20-yard line. It'll then be picked up right there and then going out of bounds. Tiptoeing the sideline. Nice return there up past the 40-yard line and down to about the 43. I don't know how that Palmyra returner stayed in bounds. Trying to catch a look of who that is. That is number 21 for Palmyra working it up the sidelines. Gideon Bogue, nice return there as he showed off some good footwork moving it up that left sideline and he gets good field position starting at about the 40 yard line for Palmyra. Excited for them, I mean, they're showing by 38 points. Yeah, let's just see what they can do here. Kevin Miles is just telling him, just, you know, let's have a productive drive right here and, you know, go into practice, work on some things and look at the good things that we've done in this game. Yeah, we're getting beat by 38, but you gotta learn from it. So Richie back in at quarterback, he came into this game in replace of Smizer last drive. I assume we see Richie the rest of the way. 6.56 and counting, it's a running clock at this point. And Richie gonna have to roll out right, he's pressured, now throws back across the middle of the field, oh. and that is incomplete. He was trying to work all the way back to his tight end number six, Brett Tudor, but he was just had pressure all the way. Almost a really nice throw there by Richie, who bought some time. Yeah, Tudor just wasn't able to get to the football there to be able to haul in the catch great job there by Richie to get the throw off was hurried and had a defenseman of the Indians coming at him that looked like he was going to get to him for the sack but second down at 10 here for the Panthers 618 and counting now at the 41 yard line their own 41 yard line for Palmeyer Richie in the shotgun he turns it gives right to Hankins working it upfield he powers his way ahead to about the 47 yard line so Hankins moving north and south like usual. Looks like he's going to pick up about six yards on that play and make a much more manageable third down upcoming for Palmyra. Yeah, definitely you can say if you're Palmyra that Smizer and Hankins have had a really good game and they just got to, you know, find a way to come out in week two and just play a lot better and especially more sound on defense. Third and four, another give to Hankins running north and south. He's got, going to get close to the first down and he's got it inside of Hallsville territory. Only needed to get to about the 49 yard line of Hallsville and instead he got to the 47. So move the chains now for Palmyra. Looking to get on the scoreboard. They scored only six points in the second half in comparison to the 22 that Hallsville has put up on the scoreboard. A couple turnovers. Actually, just one. That was a Kale Nichols fumble recovery that came a couple drives ago. This is the ninth drive of the ball game for Palmyra. Looking to maybe just build a little momentum headed into the week of practice with five minutes to go. Shotgun snap for Rich. He's looking right side all the way, going down to the ground to make a catch and then trying to get back up, but they're going to mark him down right at the spot. That's far side of the field. So a completion there on first down, but only for a couple of yards. Number 21, Gideon Bogue, who had a nice kick return a moment ago, was the one who brought it in on the far sideline. And that'll actually go back right to the line of scrimmage as Bogue was working his way out into the flat. Richie made him go down to the ground to get it. Otherwise, that easily would have been a gain of a couple. Instead, it turns into spotting the ball right back where we just were. So now second and 10 upcoming, 420 left in this ball game. 
Hallsville defense running around trying to get set before this play. Two wide receivers on the left side of the field. Looks like we've got a couple reserves in for Palmyra. Handoff is going to be given to Hankins. He's got room to work left sides and then dives ahead inside the 40-yard line. Looks like they're going to mark him down at the 37. A nice run of 10 there, and it looks like they're going to move the chains. Yeah, great run right there by Hankins. Cut to the left and back to the right and uh, got past a couple defenders there of Hallsville and gets a gain of about 15. Good run there. Trying to put some more points on the board. Timeout by the Panthers here with 3.48 left in the fourth quarter. Hallsville up by 38. Palmyra just trying to stop the bleeding as much as they can and go in with some good tape for practice. Yeah, I would have to assume that's the biggest thing that this drive is about. Build some momentum, something you could take into the matchup for next week as Palmyra, when they do take the field next, they'll start 0-1-1. They will have to travel to Bowling Green next week as Palmyra is their first three games all on the road. They have a tough matchup coming with Bowling Green, the same Bowling Green team that knocked Hallsville out of the playoffs last year with a 40-32 victory in districts. Do you want to say entering the game on this drive for Palmyra? Looks like they've got a new man at wide receiver. That's Lathan Sutter, who we've seen do the kicks so far tonight for Palmyra. He's now in the game at receiver. He'll get some more snaps out of this timeout. When coming back onto the field will be Palmyra, first and 10 at the 37. For Hallsville, who will move to 1-0 on the season with a pretty dominating victory, they will go on the road to face Centralia next week. And Centralia is locked in a tight battle with Mexico tonight, so we'll see if that is a matchup of 1-0 teams or not. After the timeout, back out on the field is the Palmyra offense looking to try and cut this to a 30 or 32 point game here in the fourth quarter, 348 with a running clock left in this one. Running back converted quarterback Richie is going to work and take the snap extra. I don't even believe Richie's still in the game here at quarterback. We'll see when he drops back to snap. Handoff is going to be given right side and getting met immediately for a gain of no yards on the play. They're on first and 10. It was number 42 on the carry who got it. That's, that's Ryland Compton, but he was met immediately, and it's going to be a gain of nothing on the play. Looks like all reserves here for Palmyra into the game. I mentioned number two, Lathan Sutter, had just came into the game on offense. He might be the one playing quarterback right here. So now second and 10 after the gain of nothing on the play on first down. Shotgun pistol formation once again in a three wide receiver set. Runner going in motion. The snap is over the head and back all the way to midfield. Diving and falling on it is the quarterback. He's now at the bottom of the dog pile. Ball still loose. Who has it? And it's Hallsville oh, football on the turnover. What a recovery there by the Hallsville defense to scramble and get onto the football and take it away from Ryan McKinney. So it was McGonin at quarterback, and the snap went well over his head, and by the time it was recovered at the 47-yard line of Palmyra, or excuse me, 46-yard line of Palmyra, it was Hallsville football. Yeah, a great job again by the defense getting on the football, and another turnover Yeah, that you just cannot have if you're the Palmyra Panthers, and you're just trying to, you know, not let Hallsville have anything more or put any more points up on the board because they've already put up a 58 burger and I don't think they want any more points, you know, in the opposition's favor. Hallsville offense coming back out there just to run this clock out. There's two minutes and counting to go and they've got the ball at the Palmyra 46 yard line. Now I think a timeout is gonna be taken. Some confusion there before the plays. It looked like Hallsville was trying to put some backups in and 
Don't know why. A ton of confusion. They're clearly just looking to run out the clock, but we'll see how they choose to spend the final two minutes. 58 to 20 our score, and it looks like that will be the final score as long as no mishaps happen here on this final drive. Hallsville coming out for their ninth drive, and it looks like unless they decide to, to break one off here, this may be the only drive that they don't score on the game, and that's just because they're running out the clock. Yeah, we'll see what Hallsville does here. 201 left in the fourth. Might just run a couple plays and then kneel it. There's really not really anything they need to do points-wise, putting more points up on the scoreboard with a 38-point lead. Timeout taken by head coach Justin Conyers and his team and his offense before they go back out there. Speaking of Coach Conyers, you're not going to want to go anywhere after the conclusion of this game in just a moment because Justin and I will be back to recap it, but then also on the post-game show, Coach Conyers will be coming up nice enough to join us here on the roof of the booth to talk for a couple minutes about his team's victory, so hopefully that'll be a very happy and fun interview, so don't want to go anywhere before that. Now it's time for the Hallsville offense back out there. Looks like we've got the reserves in for this final drive. Number one, Braden Matheny is in. The backup quarterback is going to be the one taking the snaps. He's in the shotgun formation and will immediately give right. Nope, Matheny keeps it himself and then falls down at the 47-yard line. That'll go down as just about no gain. They actually ruled that he got to the 46. So no gain, second and 10 upcoming with a minute 50 to go left in this one. Running back Gage Everson is still in the game, but Braden Matheny, the quarterback, the sophomore, is into the game. 5'11", 160-pounder and to presumably just, presumably just run out this clock and seal what is a dominant Hallsville victory on this Friday night's home opener. Yeah, couldn't ask for a better game if you're a Hallsville fan, the way Hallsville has played offensively, dictating the tone throughout this whole game. The defense picked it up in the second half, only holding the Palmyra Panthers to six points in the second half. And... Nothing. Another carry on second down for the backup quarterback, Matheny, and he's going the wrong way as he started at the 46 line but was tackled for a couple-yard loss on the QB keeper. And now with a minute left, I mean, I think we're just going to have to run one more play and then call this thing a, call this one for the night. I think that's exactly what they're going to do, Ben. So Hallsville will win this one 58-20 and move to 1-0 on the season. We've just got one more play to take care of as Hallsville can run this one down to about 30 seconds before they take the snap. And then you have a couple more for the play, and that should just about do it here for this August evening. The one and only game we will have in August before moving into September football next week, and we hope you join us as we'll be on the road in the first road game of the season in Centralia for Hallsville. Looks like a took a timeout was called nope delay of game was called for Hallsville they're just looking to burn out this clock they don't care they're going to back up a few yards and once they take this final snap of the game that will do it Hallsville will grab a 58 to 20 win and should get a well-deserved round of applause here as the time will run out yeah fans are on their feet well-deserved win here by Hallsville winning it in fashion 58 to 20 they played exceptional. You couldn't ask for a better game put together, both sides of the ball. And Justin Conyers is definitely loving it and has a smile written all over his face. So the two teams will head out to midfield and shake hands as ladies and gentlemen, the clock has hit triple zeros and the head coach 
of the Hallsville Indians, Justin Conyers. Well, that'll make him his 28th win at the program, his 82nd overall as he continues his success and leading the Hallsville Indians to their first win of the season by a final of 58 to 20. Show tonight had to have been Colton Nichols. He had three excuse me four rushing touchdowns to go with another three through the air I mean it was it was his show from the get-go yeah for sure and I bet Justin Conyers is definitely going to touch base on that because he is definitely happy with Colton Nichols the way he has started off this season taking the job as the quarterback for Hallsville this season so with that, that will do it for us here for the actual game. But like we said a moment ago, don't go anywhere because we've got post-game coverage and a special interview that you can hear only here on the Show Me Sports Network with the head coach, Justin Conyers. So don't go anywhere. This has been Hallsville versus Palmyra. The Indians win it 58-20. to I'm Ben Schmidt along with Justin Cratch. We'll be back in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. You've been listening to Hallsville Indians Football on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. Exclusive play-by-play coverage of Hallsville Indians Football has been brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, and Zealous WBGT. The biggest and absolute best coverage in Mid-Missouri continues as you're just moments away from the exclusive post-game show. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. In today's world, injury prevention is at the top of everyone's list. However, heat-related occurrences get routinely overlooked. Zealous WBGT puts that front and center. By using cutting-edge formulas and technology, Zealous WBGT streamlines and simplifies obtaining and documenting wet bulb globe temperature readings. With a simple touch of a button, you can check WBGT anywhere in the world, receiving alerts when the WBGT goes over the threshold you select. Join the stress-free way to protect student-athletes, employees, and overall operations from extreme heat by downloading the free Zealous WBGT app today. Save time, save money, save lives with Zealous WBGT. This is the Hallsville Indians postgame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew will discuss their thoughts on tonight's game as well as look ahead to the next action for the Indians. Exclusive postgame coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC. Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Last Sentinel Firearms. Retrieving Freedom. Sawdust Studios. And Zealous WBGT. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. Now let's go live to the field of the Show Me Sports Network broadcast booth. Post-game coverage on the Show Me Sports Network. You just listened to a Hallsville victory over the Palmyra Panthers. 58-20 the final score. A victorious home opener. 
And I'm sure what will be a very happy rest of the Friday night for this Hallsville squad. They made it look easy, especially on offense. Tonight. Yeah, they definitely did. And Colton Nichols at the charge. He did a great job just, you know, doing what he does as a quarterback. You know, looking off his first route, looking off his second. If nothing was there, you know, use his legs. If he had something, throw it deep down the field. And he did that with his arm and his leg, legs. And uh, he definitely put on a show. And Hallsville did the rest. Pal Myra looked like they were going to have success and contend and make this a game, but then they had turnovers, and turnovers equal L's, and the team that has more turnovers at the end of the game is usually going to be the team that you know ends up losing it, and that's what happened with Palmyra. Great win for Hallsville to start off the season. Both teams currently huddling up on the field. I'm sure the huddle for Hallsville a much happier one, and like we mentioned, don't go anywhere because once that huddle concludes, planning for head coach Justin Kiners could come join us here on the post game show regardless let's break down a little bit of what just happened Hallsville overall in this game had nine drives and the only one where they didn't score a touchdown was the last because it was the end of the game and they ran out the clock outside of that from the get-go you could tell that Hallsville was going to be in business way back to the first drive of the game they got the ball first and made it look easy going 76 yards capping it off with a Colton Nichols six-yard rushing touchdown and you could kind of tell that it was going to be light work for them on the ground right from that moment. Yeah, for sure, especially right away when Palmyra was just on their heels and Colton Nichols was just dictating everything, you know, and making Palmyra look not good at all on defense and just on their heels and just look scared out there because they did not want to tackle Colton Nichols and he was just running up the scoreboard and he was just having fun. Well, Halsell certainly punched Palmyra in the mouth early because after jumping up 6-0 on the Nichols rushing touchdown, the defense came out and made a stand against the Palmyra offense. Palmyra's first drive, they go three plays, they lose seven yards and then punt the football away right back to an incredibly hot Hallsville offense that went right down the field and scored again. Starting at midfield, they go 50 yards, capping it off with a Gage Harrison three-yard rushing touchdown. He was good coming out of the backfield tonight. And it was 12 nothing before. It really felt like we had gotten underway. Hallsville was off and running. Yeah, for sure. They definitely looked like it. Like we've been saying, they were just dominant. Right when they put points up on the board right away and took the early lead, there was nothing the Panthers could do but know that they weren't going to score as many points as what Hallsville you know, did in this game because of just how much success they were having and their defense just couldn't come up with any stops. Well, after the Hallsville jumped out to a 12 to nothing lead, there were some signs of life for Palmyra. You thought, okay, maybe they're going to get back into this one because the second drive for the Panthers was much, much better. Starting at their own 27, they go 73 yards, capped off with a 4th and 14 conversion, a 24-yard passing touchdown where Marty Smizer held in the pocket all day long and then delivered a strike to Ethan Red up the seam for a touchdown. Kept, or have that with a two-point conversion. It became a 12-8 ball game. And I, I don't know about you, but maybe there for a split moment you had to, you started to think, mm -hmm. okay, Palmyra, they've got it working on offense. If they could figure out maybe on defense, they might make this a ball game. Obviously, that never happened, but it, it was a, certainly a drive for Palmyra at the time that made you think that the score would be a little bit closer than the 38-point blowout that we saw. No, yeah, that, that definitely was a question for many fans on Hallsville side, and especially the vibrant crowd that was over there supporting the Panthers as well, you know, because they got off to, like you said, a good start. Their second drive after, you know, Hallsville put up the two touchdowns, went up 12-0. They came back and answered one of, one of their own and scored a touchdown. They got the two-point conversion off a great pass from Smizer to Red on that fourth down. 
and it looked like they were going to be in the game, but they just kind of just fell out of it. They couldn't figure it out defensively, and they just couldn't get locked in. And like we were talking about, Hallsville scored on nine of their drives, all, all, all of their drives that they had except for that last one of the game. But, yeah, all nine drives to score a touchdown on, that's just – a recipe for disaster if you're the opposing team. Well, at that point, Palmyra making it 12-8. to 8, That was as close as the game would ever get because Hallsville came back on drives three and four, punched Palmyra right in the mouth. They go on the third drive from midfield and cap it off with a Xavier Stinson receiving touchdown. That was a 40-yard screenplay that was drawn up to perfection. That puts Hallsville up two scores. And then after forcing another punt, another touchdown. This one would go on a 15-yard passing touchdown to Layden Seavers on a fourth down and 10 play where Nichols rolled out to his left and then delivered a throw to the sliding Seavers. And two more touchdowns on the board. It very quickly became 28-8. And right about that time, you could really start to feel that the game was was pretty much wrapping up in the favor of Hallsville. They were they were off and running by that point. Although they did give up a Palmyra touchdown near the end of the half. That was a two-yard rushing touchdown to Smizer. I mean, at, at halftime, it was it was what 36 to 14. Yeah, 36 it's, to 14. It, it pretty much felt going into halftime like Hallsville was going to do whatever they wanted, both through the ground and on the air. Uh, we'll, we'll get through one of those air touchdowns in just a moment, but it, it, all in all, I think they had to be happy with the way the first half went. Uh huh. Yeah, for sure. And especially, we didn't even get to see the kickers kick any extra points. Especially for Palmyra, they were just down so much. But you know, they just Hallsville had so much trust and. Colton Nichols to do the rest and get two-point conversions. There was no need to just get the extra point and put another point up there, you know? Coming out into the second half, Hallsville leading 36-14. to 14. Palmyra got the ball first, and it was a really interesting drive because, yes, it ended in a touchdown, but it took seven minutes off the clock, and it ended, like I said, in a touchdown. It went 70 yards and was capped off with an Ethan Red touchdown. Red's second receiving touchdown of the game from about eight yards out and that at the time made it a 36 to 20 game so okay you're thinking of Palmyra it's a two-score game you need two touchdowns and two point conversions you're kind of in it but you're taking seven minutes off the clock when you do that you have to come right back and get a stop on defense and Colton Nichols in the Hall of those offense put a stop to that and oh you know maybe just a one play their first drive of the second half started mm -hmm. at the 49 yard line and Colton Nichols took that, excuse me, the 47-yard line, and Nichols took it all 47, one play, one touchdown, 47 yards on the ground. That was the third of what he would have, four rushing touchdowns on the night. And, I mean, I, you and I both agreed it felt like Hallsville was in control at half. To have the seven-yard drive for touchdown and Hallsville to come back and say, okay, you do seven minutes, we'll do seven seconds, and one play touchdown, it was like, okay, that's the, that's the nail in the coffin. Yeah, that was definitely the nail in the coffin when Hallsville's offense could come out on the field and score a touchdown in a matter of five to seven seconds. That's just incredible. couple more scoring drives for the uh, Hallsville. At that point, they were into the 40 spot, but they didn't stop scoring. They had another drive where they went 33 yards, capped off by a 17-yard receiving touchdown to Isaac Stinson. Uh, that was in the left side of the end zone for 17 yards. And I think you and I would probably give that receiving touchdown due to the footwork, probably the play of the game. Oh, yeah, for sure. If SportsCenter was here, that would definitely be top five on SportsCenter top ten. But, yeah, what a catch, especially in the back corner of the end zone to keep his feet in bounds, tiptoeing on the sideline of the end zone to haul that one in. That, that was just a great play by the wide receiver making the catch and Colton Nichols fitting it in 
to where his wide receiver could haul it in for a big-time touchdown. Hallsville would add one more touchdown on offense along with giving up one more touchdown on defense. Actually, no, they did not give up any more touchdowns on defense. They gave up the six points to open the second half, Hallsville defense did, and then didn't let them score again. So I'm sure that was absolutely huge for them and something we're going to ask Coach Conyers about. But Hallsville would add one more touchdown on offense, a nine-yard rushing touchdown by Colton Nichols as the game was wrapping up his fourth rushing touchdown. So all in all, let's give you some stats here. Colton Nichols was well over 100 yards on the ground. I uh, didn't throw the ball a whole lot, but I would assume near around 100 through the air. They, they didn't really need to throw the ball a lot. But regardless, he had seven touchdowns in total. There was only one touchdown that Nichols didn't contribute to, and that was a three-yard rushing touchdown by Gage Harrison. That was from um, early on in this ball game. A couple other stats. It felt like everyone was getting involved. Landon Seavers had a big 43-yard catch along with a receiving touchdown. Both Xavier and Isaac Stinson both had a receiving touchdown. Everyone was getting involved on offense. It felt like everyone was going to eat here this evening, and uh, it's, it was all around a prolific offensive showing. And then for the defense, I mean, you had the, the second half. I mean, so what, the, the first drive was seven minutes and a touchdown. So the, for the final 17 minutes of the game, no points allowed by the Hallsville's defense. You're not going to put up 58 points every single time, but if your defense shows like that up like that and you get the two fumble recoveries, one coming by Kale Nichols, you, you got to feel really good about the overall strength of this team. Yeah, I totally agree. That defense definitely stepped up in the second half. And they stopped the run. They were on their heels at first, you know, there in that first half when it came to the rushing attack of the Palmyra Panthers. But they found a way to dictate it, keep the running back in check in Hankins. And they just found a way to just make Palmyra, you know, turn the football over. And then that was the rest. Well, his post-game activities are wrapping up once again. Thank you for sticking with us on the post-game show. Hope you've enjoyed all of tonight's coverage, as we'll have for you all of this season for the Hallsville football team, both home and away, are expecting Coach Conyers to come join us, but he's got plenty of players, parents, and all that stuff to talk to. So we won't, we won't, we won't, uh, won't blame him there. I, I, he's got a duty to do. But regardless, looking ahead for Hallsville next week, them along with us will hit the road for the first time traveling to Centralia Centralia team that is taking on Mexico tonight and what at halftime was a close battle haven't seen these score updates since but have to figure on the road for the first time with Hallsville and a, and a decent team in Centralia that they've played close in the past that figures to be a, a pretty good matchup from start to finish next Friday night oh yeah for sure especially what you're just touching on Ben you know the last time that those two teams have played each other was in the postseason when they faced off in the second round of the state playoffs when Hallsville won by two, 38 to 36. And that should be a bar burner type of game in week two coming up next Friday night in Centralia. And then for the losing Palmyra Panthers that fall to 0-1, they had to open their season on the road and they're gonna stay on the road. They've got a tough schedule off the top. Their first three all in opponent's territory. They've now got to go to Bowling Green, a team that played Hallsville in the playoffs last year, knocked Hallsville out of the playoffs with a 40-32 to win that stunned the fans here. I was here, I remember that game back last October, November, so that's a Bowling Green team, a tough Bowling Green team that Palmyra will have to face, and then following week they'll face the Centralia team that Hallsville faces next week. Let's look at some other key matchups here in this season for Hallsville. They're going to get Boonville in week three, which is a little odd because it's the same team they face in the Jamboree. Mm -hmm. Not often you see something like that, a Boonville team that, that uh, did not put up much of a fight. They lost their game tonight. 
and then you got Versailles, Eldon, and there's there's some other good matchups in there, including Southern Boone. That's the team Blake's calling for. So we're going to welcome the other Show Me Sports Network broadcast to our house. I hopefully we can stake our claim at this center table and push Blake down to the edge of this yeah. edge of this area. Yeah, you're, we might have to. You're, you know, you're the yeah. away team, so <laughs> we get this we get this spot. So those are some fun matchups to look forward to down the line as we'll have those all season for you. But we're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere if you would like to stick around with us and hear the head coach, Justin Connors, joining us on the show as the Hallsville Indians take the win 58-20. to Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a moment on the Show Me Sports Network. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, RetrievingFreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your your last line of defense. 
Attention Indians fans, here's your chance to help the student-athletes of Hallsville by becoming a member of the Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Your gifts help provide all Hallsville athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford. You can join the Hallsville Athletic Boosters this season for as little as $25. Membership is open to everyone. Interested in joining? Look them up on Facebook by searching Hallsville Athletic Boosters or email them at HallsvilleAthleticBoosters at gmail.com. Let's go Indians! The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions in today's world injury prevention is at the top of everyone's list however heat related occurrences get routinely overlooked zealous wbgt puts that front and center by using cutting edge formulas and technology zealous wbgt streamlines and simplifies obtaining and documenting wet bulb globe temperature readings with a simple touch of a button you can check wbgt anywhere in the world receiving alerts when the wbgt goes over the threshold you select join the stress-free way to protect student athletes employees and overall operations from extreme heat by downloading the free Zealous WBGT app today. Save time, save money, save lives with Zealous WBGT. Hello, Blake Gasaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. 
Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions in today's world injury prevention is at the top of everyone's list however heat related occurrences get routinely overlooked zealous wbgt puts that front and center by using cutting edge formulas and technology zealous wbgt streamlines and simplifies obtaining and documenting wet bulb globe temperature readings with a simple touch of a button you can check wbgt anywhere in the world receiving alerts when the wbgt goes over the threshold you select join the stress-free way to protect student athletes employees and overall operations from extreme heat by downloading the free Zealous WBGT app today. Save time, save money, save lives with Zealous WBGT. Hello, Blake Gazaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism.
This is the Hallsville Indians postgame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. The show videos and zealous. Hello, Blake Gazaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust. Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community wood shop. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, RetrievingFreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Welcome back, everyone. Post-game show, you just listened to Hallsville versus Paul Myra. Hallsville grabbing the win 58-20 to to move to 1-0 on the season. And now, very thankful we got joining us here tonight up on top of the broadcast booth, head coach Justin Conyers. And I want to start off with this. When we talked a couple days ago, you talked about how this was a team, because you played them twice in 2020, then again last year, how you guys really looked at and studied because of how they played you. To come out like this and score eight touchdowns and nine drives has to feel really good, doesn't it? Yeah, you know it did, especially with a, you know, a new quarterback uh, you know, at the – at, you know, commanding our offense and, you know, had a great summer but just didn't know in Friday Night Lights, you know, where he was going to really fit in and shine. And I thought he did great in all aspects of the game tonight. He controlled the game very well, threw the ball extremely well, and his run game tonight was a lot of fun to watch. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, let's talk about that quarterback. Colton Nichols goes for four rushing touchdowns, another three through the air. And especially, it just felt like, uh, when Nichols took off running the football, that if it was him one-on-one in space, you felt like he had a good chance that he was going to break that tackle, whether it be with a juke or a stiff arm. I mean, how much fun is that for you guys as an offense's play callers to know that you have that dynamic ability in your signal caller? That's a game changer. You know, when you have the ability to stretch the field vertically now in our pass game, 
Um, you know, we, we kind of had a lack of that last year. You know, Tiger did a great job running the football, uh, but we really had a mid-range game. And now we can vertically stretch the field, throwing the ball, which is opening up huge run lanes for Colton as well. And we could, it all starts up front, you know, and I really got my hats off to our offensive line play tonight and the way our boys played up front. Having those four of our five starters back, they really set the tone physically and, and gave him great run gaps tonight to fit in. And he was so much fun and electric to watch. Just the way that he's hitting the hole, and that's the thing I kept telling him, it sounds crazy when you say this, but speed's hard to tackle, you know. And like you said, you know, it's he's one block away and one guy away from taking it to the house every time he touches the football. And it was just fun and electric for him to watch him play tonight. Hallsville head coach Justin Conyers joining us tonight on the postgame show. Want to talk about a couple plays specifically. One, it happened in the first half, and you guys were running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. And then you dial up that screen to Xavier Stinson. I mean, that looked about as good as you can execute it. When he caught the ball, there was about four blockers and maybe one Palmyra defender in the area. I mean, that that seems like perfect time and for perfectly executed. Yeah, this is one of those like, okay, hey, we run this, this formation all the time. How can we sit a, a weak side counter off of it and it not be run? And uh, we were able to slip him back to the backside out of a tray formation. And uh, it just perfect patience. You know, we really drew the, the defense to overload to that side, which they were doing all night long. And we dash our, our, our tailback out, and all the attention goes to him. And you kind of lose focus of Xavier Stinson, who's our, our tight end right there. And he slips backside. And it's nice to see the big man rumble, man, and get in the end he zone was tonight. Moving, yep. yeah. And both Stinson boys tonight to get in the end zone. Uh, that was my goal. After uh, X got in on the first one, I wanted to make sure we got his little brother in, number five, uh, Isaac Stinson, in to make sure he got a touchdown tonight, too. Well, that was the other play I was going to ask you about, because at least from up here with our view, um, his catch there in the fourth quarter, getting the toes on, I mean, that looked like some pretty fancy footwork there and had a perfect throw by uh, Nichols as well. It was, you know, and, and we were in our NASCAR package, which is where we're going tempo, and, uh, you know, it, you keep throwing the bubble, you throw the bubble, then you come back and you run a quarterback counter out of it, and you, you kind of lull that corner to sleep over there and Isaac just ran right by him, and, and Colton made a great throw, and the catch was phenomenal. And this is something you can sit here and talk about, but something we do. Um, you know, we practice that foot in drill every single day with our wide receivers. My coaches do a great job of drilling that, and you've got to see it, you know, come into play tonight. And when you practice something and then it's something that you utilize and you take that tool and utilize it in the game, that's fun for the kids because, you know, now it's meaningful. All right, a couple more things before I let you go. One I mean, to come in the second half, you'd given up 14 points in the first half, which is which is not a lot. And then the second half, you get up the touchdown drive, and then nothing the rest of the half. To give up just six points in the second half, I mean, that has to to feel good as a defense too, because we talk so much about offense, right. but the defense showed out, especially in the second half. They really did, you know. And you know, early on, I felt like we set the tone on their first two drives. I mean, we were stuffing the run game really well. Then I think they got a little more comfortable, found out what was working. Um, you know, Palmyra switched back to a little more option style offense this year, where they've been more traditionally a little more spread when we've seen them the past three times. Um, so something a little different. You could just see them start to get comfortable a little bit. And I thought they wore on us in the first half there at the end just a little bit. Uh, we got a little tired, a little gas because I got so many guys playing both ways. Um, but then we came back and made some adjustments at halftime. Defensive staff did a great job. And, uh, you know, the big thing was stop stop the missed tackles, get pursuit angles, stop getting so far up the field and allowing that quarterback to scramble because that's really what he was hurting us on at the end of that first half. So very proud of how the defense played tonight, you know, especially in this situation with a little humidity, a little bit higher temperatures. And uh, like I said, a lot of guys going both ways for us. 
All right, and then last thing, and we'll talk about this a little bit more throughout the week when we talk again, but just early on, you go on the road next week, first time, two Centralia. How do you kind of carry this momentum into that matchup throughout the week? The big thing is, you know, tomorrow morning we come in uh, early and we get this film watched and evaluated, um, and then we game plan as a coaching staff. And so for us, it's just going to be taking the things that worked extremely well for us tonight and how does it fit versus our game plan versus Centralia next week. You know, I just heard they had a big win versus Mexico on the road. So, you know, they're going to be fired up and, and ready to play us. And it's going to be a great environment just like it was tonight. So, uh, you know, excited to go over and play Centralia next week. All right. Well, thank you again so much for joining us. It was awesome to have you on. Congrats on the win. And that's going to do it for us here tonight on the Show Me Sports Network. Hallsville grabs the 58-20 to victory to move to 1-0 on season for Justin Kraft. I'm Ben Schmidt. Thanks so much for listening in with us. Hope to have you again next Friday night when we're on the air at 630. Take care, everyone. Have a great weekend. And we will see you next time on the Show Me Sports Network. You've been listening to the biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri on the exclusive home for Hallsville Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network and the Indians Radio Network. The Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are the ones that know your Indians the best. Exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC. Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Last Sentinel Firearms. Retrieving Freedom. Sawdust Studios. And Zealous WBGT. We hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. Join us anytime on the web at showmesportsnetwork.com or find us on Facebook by searching the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network and the Indians Radio Network, your exclusive home for Hallsville Indians football. Serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world, this is the Show Me Sports Network. The preceding was an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and was a high-fidelity all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited.